Okay, so when I first started podcasting, I thought it was all hot shit. I listen back to this stuff now. I'm like, oh my God. There's a reason why you're not rich, shithead. I give you not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Finally, he's found a place where he can't overstay his welcome. His house, as long as his wife doesn't get sick of him. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you, Christy. The multi-talented Christy Wagner helping us out as usual. I appreciate you. You are fantastic. Christy Wagner, V-O dot com. In the event that there is some executive who works for an ad agency who wants a uh, Kyle Fade there, sorry, who, uh, who wants a, a big time lady voice to sell their stuff. Hello to you all. The Eric Zane Show podcast has begun. I want to get this off my chest. I've been battling with myself internally whether or not I'm going to talk about this. Um, and what I'm talking about is I had a guy reach out to me today. And I saw on uh, Facebook, it said, Zane, you suck. Just stop. And I was like, okay. So I, was, I could do either one of two things. I could engage... I don't know why. I always look at it as like a little bit of a project. I always think that I can, uh, to some degree, talk everyone out of the bad vibe that they're, uh, that they're feeling. Or I'm going to ignore it. Now, I've been doing this for the past 10 days from time to time. And uh, this gentleman was uh, upset about something uh, that had uh, this, uh, a work of fiction that had been discussed about me. And so I go, I'll tell you, he, go, he wanted an explanation. I go, I'll give you an explanation. I go, I'll give you my phone number. I'm not writing anything to you, but I'll talk to you. I give this stranger my phone number. Calls me up. I had a nice conversation with him. It ended with him saying, I am so sorry that I put you through that. And I said, don't even think another thing about it. It's okay. No problem at all. And I have decided that if you, any of you, and that is a teeny, tiny, tiny, small number of you, for any reason of a bone to pick with me, for God's sake, would you just be a big girl or a big boy and reach out to me like he did? Now, he did tell me I suck, but he was willing to talk with me about it. And I talked to him about it and settled him right down. And that was that. I'm encouraging you all to not dive into things into some silly, nonsensical way of uh, rabid, wild accusations about me and other fallacies and uh, works of fiction uh, to try to knock me down a peg. If you want something out of me, just ask, and I'll talk to you. I'm just here at the house. It's a phone number, and I will actually talk to every single one of you one at a time to let you know what's up so that offer will continue to stand till the end of time uh i've cracked a cold na for you all uh, i wonder if anybody's ever drank a uh, na beer because of me i had some folks saying to me when i was with my dad for the birthday party hey are you are you off the wagon it's like no man no because the odul's bottle looks like a heine by the way, Heineken's making an N.A., somebody told me. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of, uh, actually, I don't have a ton of things to talk about today, but the one thing that I, um, 
Uh, hey, Jeff, how are you? Jeff is the brother of Mike, who was joining me, and he uh, he says that uh, he enjoyed the show. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, one thing I want to talk about later on in the podcast is the story of Fraser Anning, who no one watching this knew. This is the guy. He is a senator from Australia in Queensland, Australia, in Queensland, Australia, and uh, he's an a hole. This is the guy that the 17-year-old kid walked up behind him and broke the egg on his head. It was incredible. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. More on that in a, in a little bit uh, a little bit later on. I can't even talk. Uh, and so, but I've got a longer form segment about that, including um, several phone calls to Australia. That's like my new fun thing to do. Call wherever it's happening and try to get the lowdown from the locals. I have a brand new sponsor to the Eric Zane Show podcast. It is another podcast. That's right. I had two dudes named Ben and Jason, not Ben who I know. Uh, well, I, I do know this guy, but it's not Ben from my old show. Uh, ben and Jason reached out and said, we want to be a sponsor of your podcast so that you can tell everyone about our podcast. Now, at first I was like, all right, well, tell me more. So they explained themselves and they have some really good goals. And I liked what I heard. And uh, I said, yeah, let's absolutely do it. Not that I would turn it down. Well, I mean, it w I would turn it down if, it, if the subject matter was, you know, uh, sex with animals. It's not. It is, um, you know, they're going to be in here with me this week. But as far as I can tell, they talk about relationships, faith, a lot of faith. These are, are really faith-based people, and uh, which was kind of like had my head scratching as to why they would uh, uh, be listening to me. But I think my show, this show, uh, stretches farther out than, uh, than I, would let, I, I would think. It isn't, uh, it's, it's, a, it's all sorts of different people. And these guys do this terrific podcast uh, called Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. And I want you to check it out. In fact, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. The easiest way to get to it and the different platforms that the po uh, podcast is on is by going to their website, uh, threadspodcast.com. www.threadspodcast.com. And I wrote it out on Facebook as... Um, the guys delve into lots of topics pertaining to life, religion, families, and relationships. All right. I can relate to that. Uh, so check them out. And I appreciate them for having the faith in uh, me to spread the word about them. Those boys will be in here on Friday. And a lot of uh, fun things to talk about today. Earlier, as I published the interview with uh, Joshua Real and uh, Jenny, uh, Russian lady, sounds like uh, Natasha from Boris and Natasha. Uh, from the, they made the film, uh, the Russian five. And that was really, really cool because that era of hockey, that is Jenny Fedorovich, by the way, uh, that era of hockey for your Detroit Red Wings was just sensational. And to hear the story behind how those five got together, definitely want to check that out. Pretty cool stuff. Also a uh, nice conversation with Jesse Johnson Bauer. That's one guy, Jesse Johnson hash, uh, hyphen Bauer and, Derek and Ryan Wieringa, 
Jesse Johnson Bauer started VetGR.org, which is an awesome organization to help veterans who are coming back from serving, getting them reacclimated. Some of them need more help than others. They were great. I really appreciated them coming by. Uh, last we spoke on a podcast similar to this one with my son in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Talking about, uh, oh, hang on. Hang on. This cannot be. Damn it. <laughs> we talked about, I was freaking out because Maddie's like, I'm going on a date. And now that's bad news to me. So I was doing some research on the kid. I didn't get a whole lot of intel on him. I don't want to keep that. Uh, I don't want to say too much more about that. But uh, there's an idea of how dumb seventeen-year-old uh, uh, boys are. Hey, Matt, you want to go out on a date? Sure. Okay, let's go to the mall. You know, we'll do food court, walk around. Uh, I don't know, get into some type of mischief, stay out in the public. Uh, definitely don't touch each other, and uh, and whatever. And we'll call it, we'll call it a date. Get to know each other. So then that happens. One day later, Madison notices a flurry of activity with another uh, young girl, 16, 17 years old. And she's like, wait a minute. I thought you were starting to hang out with me. And so she approaches dude. All my kids are very assertive. She, uh, she's like, hey, dude. Uh, so, you know, I know we're not like an item or anything, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, is there more going on than i need to know because i'm not going to be somebody's chump and he goes ah yeah you know actually uh, i i feel and he he spills the beans that he actually has feelings for someone else and has for a long time and madison's like well then why the hell did you waste my time going to the mall with you in the first place and uh thank god the dude bought dinner uh uh uh-huh paul says did you have your gun out i always have it on me and and i might accidentally lift my shirt up uh, that might freak him out. Do that, dads. Uh, thanks to Lisa at Doggone Spoiled Pet Care in Jenison. Now, I don't know if Lisa's taking new customers right now, but do consider that just know that if you're in my part of my neck of the woods, Jenison, Hudsonville, Granville, Allendale, and you need someone to watch your dogs, ask me who, and I will point you to the best. Lisa is absolutely incredible. She's watched our dogs forever, and she did me a solid yesterday. So I want to make sure you knew about her. They're also on Facebook. Just look at just look for Dog On, which is all one word: D O G G O N E. Is that, is that Dog One? Let me spell it out for you. Uh, sorry. I got. If I had a staff, I could do this. Yeah, it's D O G G O N E. Doggone Spoiled Dog Sitting LLC. It, it pops right up on Facebook. All the information. Tons of, if you like looking at pictures of cute dogs smiling, uh, yeah, they, that's, where, that's where you go. If you love the look of uh, smiling dogs. Thank you. Hey, James Gunn from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you hear about this? This is the guy who some time ago got in trouble because he it was one of those hey, let's look back on your past and see what you've done. Well, dude made some pedo jokes, which, which weren't bad as far as jokes go, from like uh, half a decade ago or more. 
And so this dude puts his uh, life on the line making these uh, great movies and everybody loves them. And then some a-hole goes back in his past and makes a big deal because he posted a pedo joke. Uh, he, the uh, tweets resurfaced. Uh, it says her gun had been targeted by conservative activists uh, in part because of his vocal criticism of the president who resurfaced uh, old tweets in which he made light of pedophilia and molestation. Disney fired him over that, labeled the comments indefensible and inconsistent with the studio's values. Let's pause right there. They are defensible, and I don't care if they're inconsistent with what you believe in right now, for God's sake. Uh, that's not how I feel right now, and you can't go pulling something from that long ago and, and fire me over it. That's ridiculous. Uh, the studio held strong and said, no way. If you remember all the people that were in that movie uh, said, hey, you either let them back or uh, F you. Well, now it's come full circle. Disney has hired the guy back. They put him through all of that crap. And then they said, okay, you can come back. When that story went down, it says, although Gunn apologized and issued a statement saying, quote, I understand and accept the business decisions taken. There was almost immediately a backlash on the director's behalf as we talked about it, with supporters claim that the studio had overreacted and moved too, too precipitously to sever ties. Man, in this day and age, if you work in an environment, let's say uh, you're a studio and you have a big director or an actor and this type of thing blows up, just wait. Don't do anything. In fact, just go on a trip. Let's say you're the guy that runs the studio and it's up to you to make that decision. Go to a faraway place with no devices for about one month. Take a vacation. And then by the time you come back, the whole world will have forgotten all of the BS. I barely even remembered the story when it rolled in that James Gunn had been hired again. But it's true. All right. Then there's this. Yesterday, the story started to unfold about... Um, well, first of all, that awful, awful story about the terror attack at the mosques in New Zealand. Uh, not that far from, well, I guess the closest uh, uh, country uh, to it is Australia. And there's a guy who is a senator in Australia, in Queensland, Australia, named Fraser Anning. I'd never heard of him before until this whole thing went down. But Anning has a... Uh, really really far right leaning point of view that's looked at as a uh, really racist and he made a statement yesterday or the day before about how the muslims should be blamed for the act of terrorism that's right the muslims were in the mosque praying quietly little kids husbands and wives together when this crazy guy comes in and kills everybody. And so soon after removed, this piece of S says it was the fault of immigration and the fault of the Muslims. Well, that put Australia in a tizzy. And one kid in particular, he's known as hashtag egg, egg boy. He has a name, but I think it's William Connolly, I, I don't know. I actually sent him a message on Facebook hoping to get him on this podcast. I, you know, you never know, do you ask? I know. Uh, but um, he, in a, an amazing video, is standing behind Fraser Anning. I talked about this yesterday, but the story's evolved quite a bit more since then. 
and the camera is facing Anning from like the TV. It's a, it's a press conference, but it looks pretty informal. Right behind Anning is this kid who's holding up his phone to the back of Anning's head with his right with his left hand. And then in his right hand, he produces an egg. And he does now he's one foot away from him. He doesn't throw it at him. He takes his hand and smashes kerplunk right on his bald head. The egg. Holy crap. And he doesn't move. He smashes the egg and is just looking at the guy. The guy turns around. The kid knows it's coming. And, and uh, Anning cracks him in the face once. And the kid doesn't move. Anning hits him again. At this point, people are now jumping on the kid. The kid throws, tries to throw a feeble punch at Anning, but no big deal. They tackle this kid down and it, all hell breaks loose. All right. Now, here's what's happened since then. First of all, let me play you. Um, this is what happened at um, the airport when a pissed off guy comes walking up to Fraser Anning. There's a strong language warning on this. This is bad. So you're going to hear like the C word and the F word. I'm telling you right now, if you have sensitive ears, this is not going to be good. Uh, sec- a side note, how is it that there's no security around this senator? You had the kid who um, walks up and hits him on the head, and then uh, this guy's walking through the airport, and any dude um, looks uh, sounds like a Muslim dude um, approaches this guy. Check this out. They have any fucking remorse, huh? They have any remorse. Don't touch me. 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 They have any remorse to the families, huh? They have any fucking remorse? Huh? Straight up. Yeah, I'm not touching her. I'm leaving you alone. Do you have any remorse? All the people that died and everything, and then you're your time. Hey, fucking, huh? You know how to swear, don't you? You're a senator. You're a senator of Australia. Look how you act. You're a senator. You have, any remorse for you have no fucking remorse. Yeah, go do remorse. something. Go do something. You're representing Australia, aren't you? Go do something. Do something, don't you? Go. Go, you sick cunt. Go. Go. Yeah, Senator of Australia, you're a shit cunt. You're a fucking shit cunt. That's what you are. Go fuck yourself, you fucking little shit. What a string of obscenities. Uh, That was some of the strongest language you've ever heard. How about that guy? I applaud that dude. That was tremendous. He needed that. I don't know how this guy stays in office. There's nothing that people can do to get him out. That was a bad, bad deal. This is going around, too. The, uh, there's the Australian version of the Today Show. Let me see if I can pull this up. A teenager who broke an egg over the head of controversial Queensland Senator Fraser Anning has come under criticism, but he's also received a huge amount of support as well. Australian bands have been offering him free concert tickets. There's a GoFundMe page that's been set up raising almost $40,000 for the teenager so far. Originally, the money was being raised to fund any potential court cases, but Jacqueline, he hasn't been charged with anything. What's the money for? (laughs) Well, he's actually said, I think, that he's going to donate it to the um, the victims of the Christchurch attack. But we're leaving exactly. it up to him that? to be the... Uh, I mean, it, it seems bizarre. This kid's awesome. Yeah, look, it's a strange quirk, I suppose, of the social media age. A lot of people are getting quite sort of sanctimonious on their high horse about this kid. I mean, I, I find it hard to um, to be too sort of worried or angry about what he did. I think it was an act of protest. It was He was great. assaulted himself afterwards. Um, I don't know, perhaps there are medical bills. But he has said that he's going to donate the, the money to the victims, and that's as it should be, and I think we should leave it there. 
there. I mean, the fact that we're talking about him bothers me in a way because I think we should be talking about the hatred and the, you know, the white nationalism that worked its way so into this is not the Today Show. More the, than we these people are some kid who made a protest. Really and I pissed. also think perspective here. You know, 50 people have been killed, yeah. and yet we're so obsessed about the rights or wrongs of someone egging a, a Queensland senator who blamed the victims for the attack in the first place. I mean, Tom, what's your take on this? Should we be praising this 17-year-old? Oh, look, I think he did probably what a lot of us would like to have done, but I think you're right, Deb. The issue is, you know, if it becomes an egg, what happens then, then next? Is it a baseball yeah, that's bat? True. How far does it go before it crosses the line? And the other issue that I have a real problem with is are we then making Fraser Running to look like the victim? The fact that we're talking about him, he gets more oxygen and it gives, um, you know, more credence for him to be able to push his right-wing extremist views, and that's dangerous. Um, he's an absolute, you know, scumbag, in my opinion. Mm. And I'm, I'm more There's impressed with the fact that almost a million people have signed a p petition to get him out of Parliament. I think that's the way we need to do things. Not through acts of physicality, but through know. acts of words and, and to do a little it that physicality. way. Um, because we need people like that out of our system completely. The reality is, though, Jacqueline, the, the petition in, is All right, so they can't do anything with this guy. That's what she's saying. She, the petition doesn't do anything, damn it. it. It does the same thing it does here in the States. It gets, you, it gets you nothing. But holy crap. You know what? If I ever get a chance to go to Australia, I, I don't think I would need to. I think all I'd have to do is walk around and say hi to people, and I would be entertained. I absolutely love the way they talk. And... Uh, it, 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 that's the, the, the interesting thing, uh, thing about language. I would just be enthralled with anyone who, uh, with that accent. And they probably feel the same way about us. I don't know. I think, for some reason, I think that we all speak, no, actually just me. I think that I am the only one on the planet who speaks absolutely perfect English. There isn't another person alive. And, that, and uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel. Uh, I like the way they talk so much that earlier today, I went and made a series of phone calls to uh, various gas stations in Queensland, Australia. And uh, it was uh, like 6.30 in the morning there. I called a bunch of gas stations. A couple, I called a couple of places where they serve breakfast. And uh, I wanted to get the take of those people. Uh, to talk about uh, Fraser Anning and what the people in that part of the world thought of this a-hole. A uh, little language warning again. Here we go. Good morning, Cosby Smith. Of speaking. Hello, how are you, sir? This is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Podcast. How are things in Queensland? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm calling from the United States. Uh, sorry to bother you. How How is the day going so far? Yeah, it's going. It's been raining all morning. Did you need a receipt? Thank you. Look, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I'm calling about this uh, Fraser Anning and, the, and the, uh, those comments he made and the kid smashed the egg on his head. Did you happen to see that? I caught a bit of it on the news, but I didn't get the whole story, yeah. Now, I, uh, prior to this happening, I did not know who Fraser Anning was, but now I do, and he seems like a real jackass. Is that... <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the consensus. <laughs> so I'm just curious how this person got voted into office if he seems like such, a, such an idiot, and I, I'm shocked that anybody allowed him to, to uh, represent you. Yeah, I know, right? 
You did like Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I know it. But uh, so, so did you see the kid smash the egg on his head? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was absolutely yeah, amazing. Good. Because I have a Facebook in that. Yeah, because that kid knew he was going to get smacked in the face, and yet he did it yeah. anyway. I bet yeah, you. Exactly. I bet you he's going to get tons of poontang. <laughs> yep, probably. <laughs> well, look. Uh, well, look. You've helped me. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I just wanted to get a little pulse of the people in Queensland, Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a good rest of your day. Yeah. You too, mate. Okay. Cheers, yep. Cheers. God bless. Bye bye. Bye. All right. This is Claudia from Server. How can I help you? Oh, hey. Uh, did I talk to you a minute ago? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm calling you from the United States. This is uh, the Eric Zane Show podcast. I was calling about Fraser Anning. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of asking people in Queensland what they thought of this guy. He seems like a real asshole. And I was wondering if you thought that he was an asshole. Yeah, to be honest, coming from Australia, it is pretty disgusting. I was shocked because I know the good people of Queensland deserve much better than that to have someone who would say some some of the disgusting things he said. Yeah, it's pretty appalling. I don't know how he got elected. Is that is is he always doing stuff like this? Australia's never had the best politics. Okay, so <laughs> you're really? you're definitely not going to vote for him the next chance, right? No, unfortunately. I wish he would, you know, apologize something, but, you know. Did you see the kid smash the egg on his head? Yes, I did, and I'm going to say that I go see him. Oh, yeah. You know he's going to get tons of poontang now, don't you? Oh, yeah. Because they're going to, those chicks, they're going to think that he's like something special, and before long, they're going to be, you know, uh, spreading like butter on a pancake. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate your help, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank okay. You. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to pause right there for the folks that are that are, wa- that are watching this. Um, I'm making some phone calls to Australia. I had recorded them in advance to talk about this asshole, uh, Fraser Anning, who made the ridiculous racist comments about the victims of the terror attack and the kids smashed the egg on his head. Remember that? Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, so we continue on. And before long, they're going to be, you know, uh, spreading like butter on a pancake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate your help, okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Next one. Good morning. Thank you for calling Health and Service Paradise. Anka speaking. How may I assist you? Thank you for picking up. Hi, I'm calling from the United States. My name is Eric Zane. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Mr. Zane? I'm doing very well. I do a podcast, and I was kind of just asking people what they thought about um, Fraser Anning. The uh, the politician who, he, I guess he had said something terrible recently, and I was just wondering what you thought about him. Mrs. Zane, I'm really sorry. Unfortunately, I am at work. I can't comment on this at the moment. Understood. But I hope you have a lovely day. Understood. Thank but you. You know that kid that uh, took the egg and hit him in the head with it? Do you think he's going to get lots of gash? 
Mr. Zane, I have to discontinue our conversation yep. now. Have no, a lovely day. No problem. Thank All right, Bye. thank you. Bye-bye. You bitch! Oh. I'm sorry? Spetsai train, Steve speaking. Hey, how are you, Steve? This is Eric Zane calling you from the United States. Yeah. I'm calling about, uh, uh, I do a podcast, and I want to know what you think about Fraser Anning. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, 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 I don't even have an opinion on the man. He, he seems like a real asshole. I don't, I don't even know what he does, mate. Yeah. Did, did you see that kid hey, hit? God, Megan, I, I got a girl here. She knows a bit more about Okay, good, 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 good. Perfect. Hi, how are you, ma'am? I'm calling from the States. How, how are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. I'm calling about Fraser Annie. What do you think about that guy? I have no idea who that is. Okay, that was the dude who got hit in the head by the egg from that kid. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he's a dickhead. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. Now, how about the kid? He's like a hero. Everybody loves that guy. Yeah, no, he's pretty cool. I, I think he's going to get uh, tons of wet mitt, don't you think? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, yeah. Would you would you offer it up if he if he was in the room? Uh probably not, no. No, yeah. Well, all right. This is real good. I appreciate your help, okay? Thanks. Okay, Bye. thanks. Bye bye. <laughs> all right, that's it. There you go. Uh, the the pulse of the people in Queensland, Australia. All right. Got a basketball game to go to. Got the uh, Patreon bod- uh, podcast after that, the bonus. I hope this brightened up your day. Keep listening, subscribe, and if, remember if you got a problem with me, send me an email. I'll talk to you directly via the phone. See ya. Okay, hey, thanks for being here on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I should point out that I do the show every day in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. If you ever want to reach me, send me an email on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox, eric at ericsaintshow.com. Follow the show on Twitch if you want it live Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. starting till about 10. And then uh, the Patreon, where I do God's work, patreon.com slash ericsane. If uh, the free podcast just isn't enough for you, get more podcasting on Patreon. It's a lot of fun there, including uh, who are these Zanes? show i do with ben where we listen to old material of me just being a total asshole in other radio eras horrible okay anyway thank you tc paintball for being on board with the show rick and the crew over there do an amazing job what a fun attraction tc paintball grand rapids is you want to schedule an event check out their website tcpaintballgr.com Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Folks, if you ever need carpeting, flooring, anything, whatever type of flooring, I shouldn't say anything. They don't sell pianos. Anything flooring related, they have it. At an unbelievably marked down price, all the best brands, unbelievable pricing, and save an additional 10% when you say uh, mention my name at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Hello to Bosco's Pub. Love Bosco's Pub. Go there for a burger. Go there for a beer. Bring the family. Make as much noise as you want. They don't care. You ever do that? You go to a place, people are like worried that they're, they're kids. Fuck it. Go in there. Have them flip the tables over. No big deal. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Thank you.
More on the best of, <clears throat> pardon me, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. What is up? Hey, do not fast forward through any of this because you never know when I'm going to stumble over my words, sound like a jackass, uh, you know, whatever. This is where the fun starts right here in the free podcast. The show would not be possible without you, the audience, supporting it and the sponsors. That's how the hustle continues. First of all, if you are checking this out, this is the free podcast. If you want the bonus podcast, I give you five of those on Patreon every week. You can get like two and a half hours longer per week of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, to get involved in that, go to ericzaneshow.com, click on Patreon and sign up five bucks a week or 10 bucks a week. If you do do the 10, which I want you to because then I get more cheddar, you get the audio and the video. Five bucks, you just get the extra audio podcast. 10 bucks, you get the audio, the live stream video of that podcast. You get all my videos I make, uh, Eric Zane Show podcast, uh, video PA pranks. Also, awkward hockey talk and any other dumb bits that I come up with. Those things are all for you at 10 bucks a month. And I buy you a T-shirt. I'm giving you so much damn content. You look around uh, 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 Patreon, some of the other guys, they give you like two podcasts a month for like 10 bucks. I'm giving you as much as I possibly can to keep this hustle going. Help out. At ericzaneshow.com, I try to make it worth your while. I try so damn hard. Please go there and sign up if you want more of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, we're not done. Don't you dare hit the bounce forward button, you dumb bastard. The Back Alley Comedy Club, the very first sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, Don hits all the major metropolitan areas with the Back Alley Comedy Club. You know, Whitehall. Uh, Howard City, yeah, that's right. Lansing and Muskegon. Now, in Muskegon this weekend, Friday and Saturday, the 22nd and 23rd of March, Mitch Fatel is going to kill it. Tickets are just 15 bucks. You can get them at backalleycomedyclub.com. Mitch will be joining me this week. The following week, on Saturday, Rico Wade and Paul Pizzix will be there. Seven bucks for that show. That is the 30th of March. David Dyer was there. Something else came up. He cannot make it. And then Cliff Cash, April 6th, who Don says is one of his favorites. You're going to love all the comedians at Back Alley Comedy Club. Online at backalleycomedyclub.com. I'm not done. This is key. All right. Henry Steffes sells homes to people. That's his job. He gets homes sold, and he helps people find homes. He's a terrific realtor. He's the show realtor. I love this guy. He's a veteran. He's worked very hard for all that he has. He is the guy behind the Steffes Group of Keller Williams Realty. Get to his website by going to mine, ericzaneshow.com. Click on Henry's logo when you need a realtor. That's what you do, please. At least just click on it, get the information, and uh, and interview him. I mean, I, frankly, if you put Henry uh, up side by side any other realtor in town, I that's all he needs because he will ace the interview. 
And you should ask two or three realtors, you know, uh, pick their brains, almost interview them. And, uh, and, and, Henry, and Henry's going to win that. I called him Henny there. Did you hear that? I, I called the guy Henny. What an asshole. I'm the worst. All right. Okay, folks. That's it. Now we're ready to go. Here it is. The Eric Zane Show free podcast. Enjoy. Hey, what's up? This is the Eric Zane Show podcast, powered by the Zaniacs. For the free podcast and merch, go to ericzaneshow.com. All right, welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. Fine, fine Tuesday here in uh, beautiful West Michigan. So, uh, yeah, we get started once again. My gosh, and that's what I love, man. The weather is turning. Nice sun. Hey, I'm trying something different today. I am uh, I'm doing this thing. I got the heater on. I don't think you can hear a damn thing, but I'm freezing my face off. But uh, I'm going to, you know, I don't know how much of an intrusion it is. And away we go. I'll tell you this. I want you to sign up for the Eric Zane Show podcast bracket challenge. You can win a meager prize of a t-shirt. It's a budgetary thing. And get your name engraved on the Eric Zane Show perpetual trophy. That will be the Stanley Cup of bracketology. We're going to have that thing fabricated, made from scratch, metal, and brawn. And uh, your name will be engraved on it. You'll be able to take it for a period of time to show it off to your friends. And then you got to give it back. You know, like they do with the Stanley Cup. There's only one. So you get the T-shirt. Your name's on the trophy. At last check, we had a pretty fair amount of people that have signed up. If you want to sign up, it's pinned to the top of the Eric Zane Show fan page. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Or on Twitter, just pinned to the top of that. To a point now where I can actually post things that I'm talking about on the website. Larry and Jericho have told me how to do it. I just got to do it now. As you know, I'm a solo show. So getting things done sometimes works at a snail's pace. Uh, I can't call any more radio stations anymore. I got in trouble. So that's the end of that. Yep. I was like, all right, knucklehead. Enough. And uh, my lawyer reaches out to me. He goes, look, dude, you have got to stop this. They're getting pissed and uh, they're going to kick your ass. And I said, all right, all right, all right. I give up. Oh, I'll stop. So I got to figure out a new bit. And I got just a thing. I'm going to kick off. Eric Zane shows do your job Friday. I got this idea because of the guys who pick up my trash and my recycling. And I think they should be the first. They are Lee and or Ross. Lee picks up the um, recycling. Ross picks up the trash. They're going to be by tomorrow. Now the plan is on do your job Friday and I'll build it on the website and get a spot up is uh, you reach out and like, hey, Zane, we want, us, we want you to come to our work 
and uh, we'll show you how to do the job, and you'll do it. We'll videotape the whole thing. I'll produce a nice piece for you, and then we'll post it up uh, for Patreon. You know, maybe the, and then every so often I'll just post it on Facebook so you can get an idea what it's like and how fun that is. And uh, I think that can be a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for Do Your Job Friday. I really want to operate the garbage truck. I see how they do that. That giant arm comes down. That Awesome. Friend of mine, Dean, uh, who works at a uh, company that builds forklifts. Seeing the process, I am really a modern marvels type of guy and how it's made. That sort of thing, Just I just love it. So that's where I'm going for do the Eric's Angel Podcast, Do Your Job Friday. Uh, we've got guests coming up in the future. Now, on Thursday, uh, we're going to have a double dip here. Two guests in at the same time. They work together regularly. They are one, Bill Simonson. From the huge show, huge, and Lurch. That's right, Brett Hayes. One half of the Balls Out podcast will be in here. Now, Lurch was going to be in here by himself. And then uh, I said to Bill, I go, hey, man, we got to get you in here. And he goes, hey, how about Thursday? And I go, all right, uh, Brett's going to be in too. So then Brett reaches out and he goes, oh, thanks for wrecking all the fun. Now, Bill says he wants to talk brackets. And I go, well, F that. Bill's not talking brackets. We're just going to sit there and beat up Bill. Uh, So if he wants to talk brackets, we're going to fall asleep here. And he's going to have to wake us up because we're going to be in a coma. That comes up on Thursday. Now we're getting close to March 26th. That is a holiday in the state of Michigan. And you might be wondering why. That is the anniversary of when Darren McCarty beat the hell out of Claude Lemieux. You remember it at Joe Louis Arena. Uh, was it 96 or 97? I think it was 97. Let me, I'm going to ask the staff uh, when exactly that happened. I'm pretty sure. Wait, no, because I was drunk. What was the date? The first fight. I, boy, I don't know, actually. The first time that those two fought, Darren McCarty and Claude Lemieux. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm getting in the weeds. Well, anyway, uh, with that coming up, I uh, reached out to Darren. I said, hey, we got to get you on. So Darren McCarty, to honor the anniversary of the uh, time when he beat up Claude Lemieux, Darren does the Grind Time podcast. Search it on all the places that you get podcasts, and you'll be able to listen to Darren McCarty. The Grind Time Podcast is getting rave reviews. Check it out. Darren also talks this week on his show. Um, I think it's uh, mid Wednesday or Thursday he's going to do a show about the Russian Five because Darren was a big part of that with the Red Wings. And so uh, Darren's podcast is just spectacular. It's kind of like a, uh, well, it's a, it's a Red Wings version of Spittin' Chicklets if you're a fan of that. You don't even have to be a fan of hockey to like those podcasts. That's what I love about the podcast thing. All right. As always, send us an email, Eric. Send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Always like to hear from you. The t-shirt deal still stands. I'm not going to lie. I have plateaued on Patreon like I am stuck now at about 372. I took a big hit last week, week and a half. It was a mess. And uh, that was a bummer and an unfortunate thing. 
But the bottom line is it's still stuck there. If you uh, who are watching the freebie or getting the recorded version of the freebie want to get in on the Patreon podcast, the bonus podcast, if you sign up for the $10 tier, I will buy you a T-shirt to start you off. And then you get access to all my videos. You get the video live stream for the Patreon bonus podcast and things like that. And uh, I'll send you a T-shirt myself. If you are a $5 member right now and want to upgrade to 10 bucks, I'll send you a t-shirt. Scout's honor, though, don't put it back to 5 bucks a sec. The second that you get the t-shirt, that would not be fair. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm stuck at 372 and then there's attrition, like, a, you know, usually one or two a week. So I'm like, oh, God, this is what, okay, all right. I got as high as 422 once, but it's been eroding. <laughs> I'll try to do better. Maybe that way you'll be able to stick around. I understand that the podcast is a work in progress. I've gotten a lot of heat from folks about it. And I get it, man. But I am finding my way. This has gotten easier and easier. If you remember back to when I would sit there and stumble around like a dumb jackass. Hey, I know it. I am well aware of the faults of this thing. Um, But I've gotten much more comfortable. And I uh, try to, to prepare as much as I can so it doesn't turn into a big wet sack of balls. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I got after it when I was uh, completely not prepared, but I had to get in front of people. So I'm glad I did it when I did it. I know it's gotten better because I can feel it. And uh, I hope you continue to uh, have faith in the show. All right. Now this is... Ooh. Oh, man, this story dominating here in West Michigan. But you can kind of put it into uh, your community because it involves cops and it involves what they do to keep the uh, community safe. And uh, it involves pissed off people. Now, I've gotten nowhere in this world by dancing around words. So I'll just say it. This is a cop's versus black people problem black folks are pissed off they think that they're being profiled they think that they're being mistreated um cops do their job uh you hear about the term uh, awful but lawful which is not meaning go and discriminate people if there is discrimination i am the first one to stand up and say that is discriminatory and terrible And yesterday I told you that I was going to dive into this story today. I have. And um, there's nothing discriminatory about it. It doesn't look that great, but I still don't think it's discriminatory. Here's what you got. First of all, Wood TV started it with two stories in one. There was an incident where a cop uh, interacted with young kids and ended up drawing his pistol on them. And backup came, and uh, turns out there was no issue. But there's a lot more to it than that. I'm just buzzing over it real quick to give you an overview. So that caused a lot of uproar. Then just the other day, there was some guy who was pulled out of his car, and they described it on TV. He was punched repeatedly, 30 times. So when I hear that, I think double whammy. First story, I don't know. I, well, b- b- both these stories, I need more information. But the uh, the video that I saw of guy getting punched repeatedly, my first thought was, all right, um, 
I'm, you know, this seems bad. But after watching more and more of this and hearing from more and more people, I don't feel that this is in any way a problem. Before we get into more about that, let me give you more uh, background that they covered on TV, and then we'll discuss it. So. Will not, nor will any, um, any member here at GRPD accept or tolerate force used beyond that which is necessary to safely make an arrest. Now at 11, a Grand Rapids police officer is on paid leave and under investigation for excessive force after one of two incidents involving department officers caught on camera. In one case, a gun drawn on two teenagers stopped for walking in the street who refused to obey officers' commands. By the way, no offense to my friends at Wood there, but it's the way they describe this seems really like they're um, diving in with both feet supporting the victims here victims uh the the people who were on the other end of what the cops were doing who refused to obey officers commands the department standing by those actions today in another incident a man hit dozens of times by an officer while being held on the ground that officer now on paid leave 24 hour news 8's leon hendricks is on this story tonight he's live with what happened and reaction from activists and the police leon Brian, good evening. In fact, we just spoke with the family of the man at the center of the incident where the this officer was night. punching the suspect. They're now here at the Kent County Jail trying to bond that man out, and they spoke with us exclusively. You'll hear from them in a moment. But right now, the officer who was throwing those punches is under some serious scrutiny from his colleagues at the Grand Rapids Police Department. So far, this is the best view we have of what happened. It shows police confronting a suspect who isn't... Dean says sore knuckles. That would have been perfect. Best view we have of what happened. <laughs> it shows police confronting a suspect who isn't complying with their orders. He's inside the car. Eventually, the three officers involved force him out of the vehicle and to the ground. The officer in question is the one seen throwing multiple punches. Police say he's hitting the suspect in the leg, and he did so at least 30 times. Today, Grand Rapids interim police chief David Kittle says he's concerned about that officer's actions. He says an internal investigation was launched after another officer reported the policeman seeing throwing the punches. That officer is on paid administrative leave as the investigation continues. Yeah. I will not, nor will any, um, any member here at GRPD, accept or tolerate force used beyond that which is necessary to safely make an arrest. The man in the... You see, I don't know if I'd have done that. If I'm him, why don't you wait? Why don't you wait before making a statement before you have the investigation? We suffered from this with uh, Chief Rahinsky. Remember, he flew out of town. He did the same damn thing with uh, when the when the kid got the gun pulled on her, and then the union got involved, and then he kind of backpedaled. And it was I don't know. Uh, so soon after to just throw your guys under the bus is bullshit in my opinion force used beyond that which is necessary to safely make an arrest the man in the middle of this is Brunquell brown police say he was driving without a license grand rapids records show the felony he faces accusing him of resisting and obstructing police last night but right away this one stinks of if this guy would have complied this wouldn't have happened in the first place police last night will be his first brown's family spoke with us exclusively about what happened He's punching him so you don't need to do all that. Y'all got him out the car. Y'all tased him. Then he was on the ground. So y'all didn't have to punch him, you know, like, especially not that many times. Justice needs to be done. That's all. Kent County Commissioner Robert S. Womack. Is 
Of course. Who, by the way, he looks like a character in this video from like the film uh, Boardwalk Empire because he's got this dumb looking derby on. Bad look. And County Commissioner Robert S. Womack is supporting the family. And I've seen a lot of mistakes, but I know there's some culture clashes and differences going on here. There's some sensitivity training can alleviate most of the problems. But what I see when a person gets hit 29 times with that type of violence, I, I can't um, expect anything less than seeing that officer fire. Now, again, while you hear all this, you'd expect that what this guy's face is going to be a mess. Than seeing that officer fire. Police say he was Lots not injured during the arrest, but nonetheless, what happened to him is the source of a serious investigation with the career of the officer in question hanging in the balance. And right now, the family members are here. They're wanting to see their loved one. They question whether or not he did suffer injuries, and they say they plan to seek medical treatment. No the officer has been placed on leave. Grand Rapids Police Department promising a thorough investigation, and they also promise to release that body cam footage that will hopefully give a clearer perspective of exactly what happened last night. We are reporting live at the Kent County Jail. Leon Hendricks, News 8. Grand Rapids Police Interim Chief also addressing a second arrest that happened last week. Okay, and so that's the first one. Dude, they got pulled out of car and and uh, punching. Now, when, I, and when you watch that, I'm like, when does the punching start? Okay, I see it now. I did see punches being thrown. I also did see the guy resisting completely. So, okay. Police Interim Chief also addressing a second arrest that happened last week and releasing new video of that particular incident. A Grand Rapids officer stopped two teens near Roosevelt Park last Monday. The teens were walking in the street instead of the sidewalk, and that's in violation of a city ordinance. Kathy says doesn't give the right for the cop to hit him so many times. There, there's more to this, Kathy. Stand by. There's a little bit more of an explanation as this continues. Of a city ordinance. Once the officer walked the teen over to the sidewalks, they refused to give their names. And the officer says they kept putting their hands in their pockets. The officer drew his gun. The interim chief said the officer acted appropriately and followed protocol. But tonight, community leaders, uh, including the NAACP, say that the police went too far. It went from a conversation ridiculous. to pulling a gun, not a taser. Can you understand how the public may see this as going overboard, I guess? Absolutely. Policing is not a pretty... A pretty profession, you know, and they're going to see things certainly that uh, you may not want to see. Again, if these uh, individuals would have uh, uh, cooperated, cool. they never would have gotten that far. They when complied. He stopped his car, got out his car. This is Clee Jackson. He's also a jackass, and he runs the local NAACP. Operated, never would have gotten that far. When he stopped his car, got out his car, the two young men on the video that we saw went to the sidewalk. Not true. That could have. No, he had to escort them. That could have. He had to tell them to get to the sidewalk, stupid. On their own, it should have been over at that point. If you'd like to watch those videos of both incidents and the new video released by police today, we have it all posted for you right now at woodtv.com. All right. More information came out. This is part two. You'll hear some of this rehash, but there's more because um, the guy who got punched 30 times speaks here. Well, his jaw must be wired shut. He was beaten to a pulp, no doubt. 
We're hearing from the man at the center of a video showing an officer punching him 30 times while he was on the ground. That officer is now on paid leave. This morning, the suspect spoke openly about what happened to him, unaware of the issues that had developed from his arrest on Sunday. 24-Hour News 8's Leon Hendricks has this story you'll only see this morning on Daybreak. Good morning. The suspect spoke briefly here outside of the Kent County Jail after bonding out late last night. Yeah. He says that the officer that punched him dozens of times was out of line. My body is sore right now. Like, my whole body is sore. That perhaps is no surprise when you look at what happened to him, a neighbor's bird's eye video of a police traffic stop that turned violent. Police say the suspect would not stop at first following a traffic violation. Eventually, he pulled into the driveway at his mother's home on the west side and then refused to cooperate with officer command. don't know what people expect people to do when someone doesn't comply to the cop telling you to pull over and then he won't get out of the vehicle they drag him out and he resists the whole time i found out furthermore that punching in the leg is to get someone to comply there's a nerve bundle in there that it hurts like hell and the pain quickly subsides when they do it and that's the point you punch him in the leg uh, I also talked to somebody who said when you punch him in the leg, typically it, it doesn't work. And there's other methods that you can do to get them to comply when they are resisting arrest. But this guy stayed with the method of punching this nerve bundle in the legs. And that's why kid guy is here talking. I'm fine uh, to the people afterwards in these clips. He's fine. Not hurt at all. The police forced the issue. You got a moron who's so stupid he won't listen to the cops. He might be so stupid that he has a weapon and he's going to end a cop's life who has a wife and a kids and his life his, his life's profession is to protect the community. So I don't buy any of this crap that it was anything over the line. He just kicked him. He just kicked him. And this is where GRPD top brass says things got out of hand. Watch as one of the three officers handling this matter hits the suspect repeatedly. One video shows at least 29 strikes. From the video I've seen, it's close to 30. I was concerned, which is why I've taken the action I've taken. The suspect is five foot nine, 190 pounds. 24-year-old Bronkel Brown. I'm just trying to, like, stand strong right now. Like He spoke exclusively. Stay strong. Oh, how will you ever recover? He's freaking fine. Stay strong right now. Like He spoke exclusively with us minutes after he posted bond. I just feel like the police officer was wrong what they was doing to me. Like He had no idea the public concern and police response, and he had not seen the video of his arrest that's aired on TV and been seen by thousands online. Until we showed it to him. It's just like scary and just 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 terrifying just saying that I don't think officers should do that, you know, why somebody on the ground undefended undefended undefe- undefendable to themselves. Brown you know, had like, no major criminal history before, but now faces a felony count, accused of resisting and obstructing yep. police. His supporters wouldn't allow him to answer questions about uh, his actions and perhaps responsibility that why night, not? citing the pending criminal charges. Police said Brown wasn't injured. He says he is in pain, oh. but smiling 
feeling as he left jail. You're Brown. damn right you're in pain. You just got slugged 29 times in a leg, stupid. If you wouldn't have done what you did, you could have been uh, watching Netflix five minutes after you got pulled over. He says he is in pain, but smiling as he left jail. Brown said um, he's not like, mad. Um, I'm not really angry. I'm not an angry person, so it's just like I get over things fast, but Good. I just I still think about it. Police are promising a full investigation into what happened, and they say they will be releasing the body cam footage that should give the clearest picture yet of exactly what oh, yeah. went down. I want to see that. We will continue to follow the investigation's progress. For Daybreak, I'm Leon Hendricks, 24-hour News 8. Yeah, I was... Uh... Sorry, folks. Yeah, a friend of mine said that is exactly what they teach you to do to get someone to comply. Uh, punches to the to the leg is is a, is a regular thing. The person I talked to says he never really liked it, like I said, because it just it was kind of ineffective. And uh, I think that uh, proves it right there. 29, uh, 30 times they hit the guy and the, the, the big fat dummy kept uh, carrying on like a moron. Uh, by the way, credit to Wood. Those guys are badass when it comes to getting it done. They're all over this story. They had it, uh, when it first went down, they had Leon talking to the kid who's uninjured. And now today, get this, they've got a former cop, I think with GRPD, speaking out about the uh, moment when they stopped the two kids. Remember that other story with the two kids and uh, everybody's all in, uh, in a tizzy that their civil rights are being violated? Listen to this guy. Also tonight, we're getting a new perspective on that incident that happened last week in Grand Rapids. Body camera footage shows two teens held at gunpoint after they violated city ordinance by walking in the street instead of the sidewalk. The Grand Rapids interim police chief said the officers followed protocol, but community leaders feel the officer was harassing the boys. Now, 24-hour news aides Heather Walker continuing our team coverage tonight, and she's talking with a retired police officer to get the patrol officer's perspective here. Heather. The officer that I spoke with has been with the wall. He was with the force for 20 years on patrol, and he watched the video with us, giving us an insider look at what's happening here. So far, his tone of voice and his demeanor and attitude uh, right here. John adds to this, when you are asked to comply, you effing comply. Absolutely. Man, I take it's a point of pride for me when I get pulled over how easy I'm going to make life for the officer who's asking me questions. Simple answers. Don't scrunch up your face. He just wants to get through this as quickly as possible. And putting him at ease by making him feel safe is rule number one. What the hell is wrong with people? So far, his tone of voice and his demeanor and attitude right here has been very professional. The interaction happened in the Roosevelt neighborhood where police say recent graffiti... It's a hellhole. That's a war zone, by the way. A recent graffiti shows threats of violence. The two boys are seen walking in the street, which is a violation. Let's, let's step up on the sidewalk. I'm not going to talk to you in the middle of the street, okay? Some people may watch this and say, why did it have to go any further? 
officer discretion. I think that nice. the officer would be negligent in his job if all he did was just, hey, get on the sidewalk and left. We have the discretion. You hear that? And actually, negligent is probably too harsh a word in this case because we have the discretion. I can investigate or not investigate. The officer decided to check into it a little bit further. I, actually, he was doing good police work. Riley says if police didn't stop them and later it came out they committed a crime minutes before right. or after the interaction, the public would have been unsatisfied. What's your name? Getting that pushback uh, for an officer. I mean, this, this whole thing could have been done in moments. In moments, this could be this situation could be done right now situation. if they just give him his name and all that. But this gets dragged out because of choices they made. The boys continue to refuse to tell the officers their names. He's explained several times. See, this moment that he's describing, this is lost on community leaders who uh, bang the drum that there is a racial issue here. They think racism the cops are just doing their job it's almost like the two cannot coexist if the cop is doing his or her job that does not mean it is racist it's that guy's job to patrol that neighborhood and enforce the law that's it you heard, you heard the cop. He started describing it as, uh, yeah, you know, he seems like he's doing everything above board. It isn't to the until the stupid dummies start to give him a hard time that he realizes there's trouble. The boys continue to refuse to tell the officers their names. He's explained several times. Let me ask any parent: Would you tolerate this type of no pushback from your own children? Take your hands out. I love this guy. Playing games. Keep your hands out of your pockets. What's going through his mind and my mind. Uh, as I, in that moment, the kid put both hands in his pocket. I saw it right there. He is lucky he didn't get shot. Because if I'm the cop, I'm like, this is escalating. And this kid just stuck his hands in his pockets. What if he's got a little 38 there? He could, he could pull it out. He could shoot me through his coat. I have no idea. You know why? Because these stupid, idiot, moron kids are giving the cop a hard time. That's it. Mind and my mind, uh, as 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 I've been in the similar situation, is why do you keep disobeying me? Why do you keep reaching for your pocket? Are you hiding something? He says the boys not complying escalated the situation, situation. to this. If you stop it for a quick, brief moment. You could not see his hands. Yeah, I mean, yes. he had his hand behind him. And that's enough even for me. This officer did exactly right. The hand comes up for that initial moment. I see both hands now. I can see he has no weapon. The hand comes down. We are trying to do the best we can to make a difference in these lives of the people who live in these neighborhoods. We cannot do our jobs without the public's help. If you would like to watch that video, we have the full unedited version up right now uh -huh. at woodtv.com. Reporting live in front of Grand Rapids Police Department headquarters, Heather Walker, 24-hour news day. Not so snarky now, are you, Heather? You and Brian were all bent out of shape the night before, but this guy set you right for crying out loud. Fantastic. Man. Oh, man, this whole thing sucks so bad. I actually feel bad for the cops and the freaking chief. Throwing his boys under the bus like that. Come on, man. Look, um, on Dear Meathead tomorrow, Jim is going to sit in again because we had such success with him and note-taking. Now, this was only available on the audio version of 
the Eric Zane Show podcast. Not on the Facebook Live. I had already stopped the stream for his 85th birthday bash. But some of the note-taking from the things that my dad says when heard after being written down and quoted by Jim, it's like my new favorite thing. He kind of stole the show with it. And um, don't look now, but I think Jim's got some chops. I'm pretty impressed uh, with him. And uh, so that will be uh, on tomorrow's Dear Meathead. Uh, We're not done yet right now, but I also wanted to point out that, um, by the way, John says that the interim chief is a bad word coming pussy. Thank you. Thank you, John. Uh, On the uh, Patreon bonus podcast, which you can sign up for at ericsaintshow.com, we have got a story about the worst of the worst when it comes to the anti-vax movement. Now, I've beat this drum many times about how terrible that is. But did you know that the the anti-vaxxers are actually um, harassing people who have had their children vaccinated and then died? This is a story about a lady who uh, she got her kid a flu shot and then the kid still got the flu and the kid died. The anti-vaxxers were harassing her that she killed her kid. Yep, they're that crazy. And there's a lot more to it that we will get into on the Patreon bonus podcast. You can find it at ericsaneshow.com. Just sign up to be a Tier 1 or Tier 2 member to hear it. It'll cost you either 5 or 10 bucks a month. Thank you. And you keep the show going. Guys, I've got uh, some more uh, legal news. Somebody's been arrested. And I'm shocked that this hasn't happened sooner. Maybe it did and I just missed it. But, uh, you know, Mama June from what was the first reality show that she was on? She is the mother of Honey Boo Boo. Everybody knows that name, right? I think, uh, yeah, she had a a reality show. I, I, I forget the name of it. But, uh, and then the, the, the kid had a reality show. I think the first, the mom's reality show was called like fat ass hillbilly. And then, uh, when the kid had the show, it was, uh, fatter kid hillbilly. I, I, I don't remember. Here comes honey boo boo was the kid's show. Mom ended up uh, getting like losing a ton of weight. She was like on the red carpet and everybody loved her. She was still ugly as, as a dog's uh, uh, asshole, excuse me, but uh, she lost a ton of weight. Well, now she's in jail. Mama June, June Shannon, arrested on drug charges in Alabama. Shannon and a friend, Eugene Doak, he looks like a doke, by the way. Boy, her mugshot is just miserable. See if you can get this on the... uh, on the Patreon. Nah, it looks kind of jacked. There you go. Maybe get a look of her. You'll be able to check it out. Mama June and this dude got popped. Here's how it went down. Uh, Busted for felony drug possession and misdemeanor unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia. Honey Boo Boo's mom was in an argument with this dude, Doke. 
they were carrying on at like a like a liquor store or something like that. And somebody complained and said, these two are just, they're, they're fighting in the parking lot. Well, the cops show up and they find um, uh, crack, crack cocaine and a crack pipe. Both are uh, in jail. 39-year-old Shannon uh, starred in the reality TV show on TLC. Shannon later started on her own documenting her weight loss. Uh, they didn't say whether or not she had a lawyer. I wonder what the net worth is on her, you know? Because this is a person who, you know, that show had a ton of viewership. A lot of people watch that damn show. And, uh, you know, I, I often wonder what people do with their money. All right, look, we've uh, got the Patreon bonus podcast. We're going to get to that uh, coming up in just a little bit. My gosh, John, I will take that help, by the way. Uh, John, you reach out to me via email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I would love to get you to help me with some of my tech stuff. I want to be able to, when I'm talking here about a video, I want to hit a button for you to see what I see. Okay? So, John, reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Looks like the iPad puked. I'll leave it right here. You folks are fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. The freebie is ending now. Okay, pause in the action. This summer... Get a pool installed in your backyard, like the whole nine yards, in ground. Not one of those dick face above ground pools where you look like a white trash scumbag. For fuck's sake, get an in ground pool. Two year waiting list from any other uh, provider of this type of work. Not Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Call them to get your in store consultation, 616 457 0500. I know I'm going to get a lot of heat about the above-ground white trash crack. Shut up. 616-457-0500 for Jenison Pool and Spa Depot to get your in-store consultation. That's all I want you to do. Just call and ask. Say my name. I don't even give a shit if you don't get it, just as long as you call. They also have an unbelievable selection of hot tubs there at the actual store which is on chicago drive between 8th and 12th in jenison blue awning south side of the street can't miss it they do service on all hot tubs all pools have all the supplies you could ever want and a hot chick works at the front thank you jenison pool and spa depot irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid and ev if you got a hybrid you got an ev you got a regular you know, combustion motor. I still don't believe that those are going to go by the wayside, by the way. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, the absolute best. Their business is actually on a side street off of 44th in Grand Rapids called Stafford. That's where they're at. Great family business. Drop in and say hello and check out the world's greatest coffee maker. Now, it's not a person. It's a machine. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Then, of course, there's Joe Martinez and his growing business. That is A&E Heating and Cooling. Despite his inability to know what is a normal penalty and a bullshit penalty in the Super Bowl, he is awesome. 616-516-8579 
for A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, Don't call those fucking idiots at Jacobson's. Don't call those fucking scumbags at Service Professor. Call A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God, this is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And, of course, it's a video camera, so it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. All right. More on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Finally, he's found a place where he can't overstay his welcome. His house, as long as his wife doesn't get sick of him. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Oh, thank you, Christy Wagner. ChristyWagnerVO.com for welcoming me in. And thank you to you for checking out the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hello, Dean. Hello to the rest of the Zaniacs who are viewing this on Facebook as it is recorded live. And if you're listening to the recording... I see my neighbor across the way. My window's open. His window's open. This is awkward. Hey, how are you? If you never listened to this show, I'm a former radio person who has uh, repeatedly uh, had the rug pulled out for uh, a litany of reasons. Uh, We don't need to get into that. It uh, just put me in a bad mood. And, uh, well, you know, it has uh, allowed me to uh, do podcasting now. That's been the focus of things for quite some time since January 4th, 2019. So welcome in. It is a lifestyle slash comedy, I hope. Sometimes news podcasts, sometimes guests. If you follow this show, uh, you can uh, subscribe easily by going to ericsaintshow.com and click on subscribe and get the free podcast. I post stuff all the time. Typically, uh, more than one thing a day. This little deal, which is kind of like news of the day, things like that going on, interesting stories that need to be talked about and personal stories, things like that, uh, happens uh, five days a week. Also, interviews and such. Uh, Speaking of interviews, I promoted yesterday that Lurch and Bill Simonson, huge, would be joining me on tomorrow's show, on the Thursday live recording of the Eric Zane Show podcast. 
but uh, there has been a scheduling issue, so we are going to wait on that. But uh, we will get those boys together in here. Bill, of course, from the huge show, and uh, Lurch, his producer, and also one half of the Balls Out podcast with Lurch and Ben. So I'm looking forward to that. By the way, the invitation still is open for Ben. I know some people have asked about that. Absolutely. Ben is welcome here at any time, and I'm not BSing you. Some of you folks know about some of the behind behind the things. Things got off the rails, and I still am very, very upset about that. Um, but Ben is still – I never said that Ben could not come back on this show. Um, I, I'm very mad at Ben. There's no question. But Ben is absolutely welcome on this show. Wouldn't that be fantastic if he came back and came on here like was originally the plan and we had a discussion? I'm all for that. I haven't really had a chance to talk about the things that are going on because I didn't, uh, I didn't think it was appropriate. But I'm, I'm absolutely open to that. My God. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. But we shall see. Uh, all right. Now, um, I do want to point out that we are in the Back Alley Comedy Club studio. Thank you to Don and the crew. Mitch Fatel, Friday and Saturday at Back Alley Comedy Club. He's going to be uh, appearing live. If you want tickets, backalleycomedyclub.com for all of the shows at the Back Alley Comedy Club. It's kind of like a brand because he's got uh, Lansing, Muskegon, and then, of course, the huge population centers of Howard City and... Um, Whitehall. Can't forget Whitehall. That is the, the new comedy mecca in, uh, in Michigan is Whitehall. I don't know if you know that. It's a true story. Thank you to Don for being part of the show. Uh, this podcast, if you like it, I usually give you about, it, about uh, six, seven hours per week of material. As I said, if you're new, I podcast five days a week on this free podcast. And then if you like it, you can support the show with, uh, by being a patron member ericzaneshow.com and then click on patreon what that is is a platform where you sign up and you give me either five or ten bucks a month and you get uh five extra podcasts every single day of the week that i put out a free podcast and uh, if you go the ten dollar a month route you get all my uh, videos and things like that and i will buy you a free eric zane show t-shirt just like that all at ericzaneshow.com so thank you that's a little bit about me and i'm doing that just as out of habit because uh, I actually had a, um, the folks from the Threads podcast who are a sponsor of this show as well. They'll be in here at the end of the week. And uh, I, I listened to their show, and it's two guys off the street that are trying to do it. And I said to them, all right, do you mind if I give you some constructive feedback? And they said, absolutely. So I gave them some, and one of the things I said was, tell everybody who you are and then uh, you know, go on from there. So I wanted to make sure that if you are a new person tuning in, you know exactly what I'm all about. Former radio person trying to make a living doing a podcast all right dear meathead was released today earlier in the day with uh, after a conversation with dad uh, and myself had a number of questions for him and then uh, jim sat in as well as the note taker to write down the rubenisms how about that rubenisms are fantastic and i finally came up with a uh, a name for that deal after uh, just a little bit of thinking my dad says things in the style of Yogi Berra all the time. So they have hence been called Rubenisms, my 85-year-old father. Jim took notes again, and uh, he, he listed the Rubenisms at the end of Dear Meathead. Fun listen. Do check it out. Today, we were off to play paintball. 
And man, I just found my new favorite thing. Oh boy. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball in uh, Walker invited us out. Now, Rick is a client, but one of the things he said was, he goes, I really want you to get a feel for what we do here so that you can paint a picture for the audience. Now, I knew this was going to result in some hijinks, fun, and a good story. I'll have video of all this uh, in the next day or so. They, we shot a lot of raw footage. I have to edit together the video. But here's what you got. You got me and Jim, my son, and four of his bros. So five bro dudes and me. We got teams three on three. And um, we did the whole deal. We started with the uh, really light-powered guns that, like, eight-year-olds can use. Uh, smaller uh, paint pellets. And the guns don't uh, shoot the paint pellets nearly as fast. Like the, uh, the higher end ones can shoot all the way across the playing field, which is all indoors at TC. So the, uh, you got to move a little bit more with the kid version. So we played that, and even that was fun with those guns. And then we kind of moved up. We kind of ranked up, if you will, and started to play with some more elaborate equipment and then the uh, rental equipment that you use when you do this. Holy crap, is that fun? I, uh, I, I think I've actually found my new favorite thing. I found something that I'm going to do with my free time as opposed to swimming, biking, and running. And this is so great. So uh, at one point, now I'm not very good at it. I don't move well, and this is fine because I'm just hiding behind this big, uh, uh, what do you call it, inflatable uh, uh, thing you hide behind. It's obstruction, I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, and, and I'm just peering over the side, trying to pick people off. I peer over one time and some dude must've known that I was going to be peeking my head out. One of team bro, because the second I pop my head out, fap right there on the visor, it just plink and splatters all over my face. It was a terrible, ugly bukkake incident. And I marched my old bones off of the off of the surface. Got shot again because we're all like uh, novices. You put your hand up and then you walk off so you don't get shot anymore. And somebody shot me in the ass. That hurt like hell. But man, was it great! Oh, and then uh, uh, I played with Rick. It was uh, let's see, five bros against Rick and and me. Now Rick from TC is a semi-pro paintball player. He goes to tournaments. Uh, many states away and competes the way they do this when they train so if you're going to a tournament let's say las vegas the person the people running the uh, the tournament they give you an idea they tell you exactly where the obstacles will be the inflatable obstacles on the map and rick has a uh a uh, magnetic playing surface about the size of a uh, uh, of a notebook and the you, you you set up these obstacles with these little they're little metal magnets and you it's made so that you can do the setup of your field and like come up with a strategy and that's what these semi-pro and pro players do they figure out their game plan and then they go out and set up the real Rick sets up his real playing surface, just like the one on the magnetic map, which is just like where he's going to be playing in whatever state. And then they practice. I mean, this is really, really intense. So um, you get an idea of how good Rick's skill is. So it's Rick and me against five bros. 
we have a plan and I won't I'll, I won't go into detail about our plan but all you need to know is that within one minute I got shot so it's Rick against five bros and he took them all out oh my gosh I was so stoked it was great fun to watch but he he looks like a skilled tactician it's just like you're watching you know the video games they always play the uh, first person shooter it's like you're watching that holy crap uh, then we started playing again and, um, I, I had this guy in my sights and, uh, he was, I'm like, why is that idiot standing right out in the open? And I've got this like $2,000 gun. It's one of the dudes who works there's gun. It's a really, really great gun. It's got an electronic trigger. These are the electronic trigger ones. And, uh, it shoots 10 paintballs in one second at between 260 and 300 feet per second. Now think about that one and that time i counted to one you can put 10 10 paintballs out and all you gotta do is move your finger fast and it's gonna electronically take out the slack and just go like that and then you've got 10 10 just flying out of the gun it's awesome well this stupid idiot is in the middle of the playing surface and his gun is down i'm like why is he standing there all right so i lit him up it was a ref I shot the hell out of because there's a ref. On the, <laughs> he had a bright green striped shirt on. I knew it was a ref. What is wrong with me? How did <laughs> it was? Uh, it was just like that too. Oh my gosh! I found my new favorite thing. I found it, and I'm gonna keep doing it. We uh, what we're gonna do is we'll get um teams of six or eight together, and um, on a given night. I will host and we'll get take like five or six of those teams and go out there and do it. And then we'll have like a round robin deal. Uh, We can, or we can just have the numbers. So we don't have teams like with stacked players. Rick was suggesting to me that let's say we had uh, enough people for six teams. You put all the names in a hat and then you draw them out. So there's no, in case, because you want to have like six uh, studs on the team who are great at it and just mow everybody down. That's no fun for everyone, but that would be the way that we would do that. And now the commercial, now that's the, that's the fun aspect of this story. And, and the whole thing is fun, but let me just tell you, if you're ever thinking about doing this, this is really, really easy. If you and your friends want to get together, let's say you got six or eight of you, whatever, and you want to play three on three or four on four, you go there. Uh, first of all, go to their website, which you can find, from my website, ericzaneshow.com. Click on there and you can set up like uh, make a reservation. And let's say you, you book a party for like three hours. Each of you pays 45 bucks and then that's it. Turnkey. You walk in, they give you your protective gear. They give you the gun to rent. It doesn't cost you anything more. All the paint you can shoot, all the CO2 you can put in your thing. And that's it. For three hours, you're doing this. However many that are in your party, six, I, they recommend six to eight. It's the most fun that way, but I highly recommend this. Okay? Just go to uh, ericsaintshow.com, click on the TC Paintball link. You can't miss it, and you're in business. Carl sent me an email, and it is about something that we talked about yesterday. We, we went into detail about the, uh, the cop story where there was two incidents, and Wood TV 8 kind of put them together with um if you're just tuning in i'll 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 recap uh dummies driving down the road 
cops want dummy to pull over. Dummy does not pull over. Dummy pulls in his mom's driveway. Cops tell dummy to get out of car. Dummy does not. Cops say get out of car or we're going to get you out of the car. Dummy does not. Cops open dummy's door, yank dummy out. Dummy resists. Dummy gets tased. Dummy gets punched repeatedly in the leg to get him to submit. Dummy keeps resisting. Dummy is finally locked up. Dummy is released from jail on bail to family members who are hopping mad and yelling racism against the cops. Uh, Usual suspects of uh, uh, claiming racial inequality are screaming and yelling and having a fit. Everybody's uh, there to report on it in a silly way, and it's all a bunch of BS. Other stupid incident. Uh, Stupid one and stupid two are walking down the street uh, in an area that the Roosevelt neighborhood, which is kind of a war zone, uh, cops sees dummy one and dummy two walking down the street, says it's an ordinance, you can't walk in the street, get on the sidewalk. Uh, Dummies go on the sidewalk. Uh, Cop starts asking some questions. Dummy gives them, dummy one and dummy two give them static Stick hands in pocket. Cop thinks they could be dangerous. Pulls gun. That's the end of it. Same damn thing. And they they packaged it up in one convenient attack. It was the worst. Carl writes this. Hey, Eric. First of all, great Joe with the... Great Joe with... What an ass. I can't even read. Great job with the show lately. I've been laughing out loud several times over the past two weeks pause you know the way i read that because i've talked to you about this with my brain great job with the show lately that's because it sucked some serious balls not that long ago and that's not it's not i don't blame you carl but it, I, I i feel you if that's the case if you're listening to the show and you've ever thought well, i don't know if zane's gonna make it I, I felt that way too believe me there's a learning curve here i, I feel much better these days thank you it's not easy Says, I've been laughing out loud several times in the past two weeks. Thank you, Carl. I've also enjoyed the interview with Scott Winters. It was interesting to hear the inside story. Boy, was it. That was, that was a fun time. On the police thing with the kids, I disagree with you a bit and wanted to quickly give you another view of the situation. The incident with the guy that got punched is separate, so I'm undecided there. At the basic level, the police work for us. We make, we make the laws. They enforce the laws. Uh, We are supposed to be able to walk around and mind our own business and do whatever we want unless we are breaking a law or violating someone else's rights. I know in this case the kid supposedly broke an ordinance by walking in the street, but if such a small infraction can put any person under investigation, then the police would have no limit to go around and invade anyone's privacy and dig into their personal stuff. All right, pause there. Look, sometimes policing leads you down a path as a cop. I'm not a cop, but cops would tell you that sometimes they feel the need to investigate. And if they get to that point through telling someone to get out of the street, there have been times that police have caught people doing things they shouldn't be doing after simply asking some questions. That's what police do. And if you have 100 people that are walking in the street and 99 of them are just walking in the street, but one of them just killed somebody or is going to kill somebody. So be it. I don't care who gets their feelings hurt. All I know is that police have a job to do. And this guy's job was to enforce the law. He didn't make the law that this, that you can't walk in the street. 
but it's his job to enforce it. Uh, if just a small infraction can put any person under investigation, then the police would have no limit to go around and invade anyone's privacy and dig into their personal stuff. It's a city ordinance to cut your grass. If my grass is too high, can the police come over and start asking me questions? Search my yard? You know, here's the thing. I don't know if you're doing slippery slope here or not, but if the police do feel the need to ask you something and you act funny, they're going to keep asking you questions. What I'm telling you is if you, uh, let's say your grass is too high and you're all shifty eyed and weird about it. When the cop comes up and starts asking you questions, he might start to think something about you. And if he starts to ask you too many questions, too damn bad. Answer his questions. Since I've let my grass get too high, I obviously have no respect for the law and deserve some investigation, right? Well, you might deserve someone asking you a question or two. What the hell's wrong with that? He says, almost all police are honorable people, but that doesn't mean that they have the right to order me around when I haven't done anything wrong and they have no probable uh, probable cause. Well, these kids did do something wrong, and he told them. This is America, and that's not how it's supposed to work. We are free, we have rights, and we are innocent until proven guilty. I'd rather have some criminals go free than have a single innocent person arrested and locked up. Nobody was arrested. Nobody was locked up. You see, here's a problem. You guys go too far on what is not even part of this scenario. Nobody was arrested and nobody was locked up. The cops asked him to get on the sidewalk, which they did, and then he chose, which is well within his job description, to ask the dummies some questions. And they started to be idiots about it. And then he, they would not comply with what he said. That's how these things escalate. If there would just be a public service campaign that says, just do what you're told, just be respectful and answer the questions, and you can just go on with your life. Uh, we are all supposed to have the benefit of the doubt that we are not criminals, especially kids. As for it being a situation of racism, it's impossible to say without knowing the officer's heart. But I haven't heard any story about a white kid getting stopped in GR and detained because he didn't have an ID or held at gunpoint during a, quote, investigation. Stop right there. Let's say that the cop is driving down the street and next to this neighborhood where there has been tons of trouble. There's another neighborhood where it's all white people. Same socioeconomic backgrounds. Same trouble. Everything else is the same except for it's all white people. If there's two people walking in the street that are white, you would have to then convince me that the cop would not say, get out of the street. If the cop just lets those guys go, then you might have something. But there's really no way to tell. But it just so happens that in that neighborhood where they have that ordinance and where it's a high crime area with a lot of poverty, it just so happens a lot of black people live there. Now, how is that the cop's fault? The cop has to do a job and drive around and patrol the city. That's his beat. So what? And if somebody's breaking the ordinance, it's his job to uphold the law and do his job as a cop. So quit reading so much into it. It has nothing to do with racism. He says that's enough to make it seem racist to many reasonable people. I would say there are a select few that would think that that's racist. And frankly, when I look at all of the um, uh, sensationalism that went into the first round of stories that we talked about just the other day, that's how the racism starts. 
because I think that story fuels it, frankly. Thank God there are clear-thinking individuals that spread the good word like me. Anyway, if you, have, uh, if you want another opinion or you want to send an opinion, uh, I can't even talk. If you want to send an opinion on that, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Uh, before I get to my next story, something that happened to me today, another key sponsor of the show is the Steffes Group of Keller Williams Realty. Stick with me here. Some of you in the future will be selling or buying a home. Please consider Hank. He's one of the big-time supporters that helped us stay afloat in giving this podcast to you and making it free. If it's not for him, I'd dry up and sell campers. So please consider Henry Steffes, retired veteran, and he would love your business, or at least just have you reach out to him. The Steffes Group of Keller Williams Realty can be found through my website, ericzaneshow.com. Just click on the Steffes Group logo, and you're off and running. Thank you to Hank. My goodness. All right. Today started out rough. Excuse me, I need a drink. Here's what I mean by that. My old bones are getting to a point where uh, walking the dogs is a real hazard. I thought it was just the ice on the roads during the cold, cold winter months that kept causing me to fall and wipe out. But I think it's just the sheer power of these dogs still gaining strength. When the dogs see another dog, they pull so damn hard that I have now gotten to a point where the only way I can either keep them from breaking free or knocking me down in face planning is if I sit. So imagine I'm walking down the street. Another dog uh, being walked is seen by the trio, Bruce O'Neill and Daisy. And they start to yank me. And then it's like I did a rod sled dog race, except no sled. My body's the sled. I got to sit down and just hold on until whoever is walking by walks by. No joke. Uh, Daisy is 62 pounds. She is the English bulldog. Uh, Strongest dog you could ever find. Great, great shape. Bruce is a feisty-ass, strong, big French bulldog. Most French bulldogs are not nearly as big as Bruce. But Bruce is probably 30 pounds, and he is a brick. And then O'Neal is another 55, 57 pounds, and he just is fast as hell. So as soon as he takes off, that momentum, it's like its like he's trying to pull my arm off. So you're looking at... Uh, Oh, God, 20, about 150, 160 pounds pulling me from three leashes. And no joke, man, this morning it's still dark out. I start to walk out of the house. And it happens. And they take off. My neighbor is walking her Pomeranian. And uh, I went down like right on my chest. Uh, my face did not smash like the guy I, in the picture, the video I posted on Facebook and Twitter at the wedding. But 
I'm down. And then uh, one of the dogs, I forget which, takes off running over to there. And this is the second time this week this has happened. The first time Bruce got loose and ran right in front of a car. So now make this even worse. Bruce has already taken a dump and I picked it up in one of those plastic bags. Now the bag is in the front of my jacket and I go down and the weight of me crashing down on my, on my chest and belly, the, the shit shoots out of the bag and, and the bag breaks and it comes out like Play-Doh fun factory on the inside of my coat. But I didn't know that. I had no idea that this happened. Now I'm freaking out because the dog gets loose and, and my neighbor's laughing at me. God love her. And I'm like, this is, this is just terrible. What, if, what, if, what is going on here? She helps me out. She comes walking back. And I, I you see, I can't even walk over there to get the dog because the two that I still have are trying to get to her. It was O'Neill who was dancing around her. She's picked up her palm. The palm's going, and O'Neill's being an idiot. And I go, come on, man. So she gets the leash, and, uh, and I am able to finally get it, and I'm on my way. Now, minutes later, O'Neill takes a dump. The pocket that the busted shit bag is in is also the pocket where I have my roll of clean, unused dog bags. I have no idea there's been a shit emergency at this point. And I stuff my hand right in that pocket. And immediately I know there is a major, major problem. And I know right away what happened. And I pull my hand out and it's like, oh, what what is what a day what a what a way to start the day oh my god and i'm just looking at my hand and i'm like i gotta turn around and walk home and the thing is i i I like wipe it on the grass but i mean it's it's still it's yeah i'm just holding it up in the air like like a surgeon after he washes up before the big operation so i'm walking down the street with this shit hand and i'm like it doesn't get much worse terrible All right, I got one more for you. Before I do that, I've finally gotten myself a thing where you go into a store and say my name and you get something in return. I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying for some time to get these guys on the podcast. I finally made it happen. Village Bike and Fitness. Uh, There's several locations. They've got stores in Cascade on Thorn Apple River Drive, GR North on Plainfield, GR South on Kalamazoo Avenue, and in Jenison on Baldwin. You know, if you're looking for a bike, that's what you want to think about. If you already have a bike and you need it serviced, or maybe you want to upgrade, think Village. That's a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show. Please mention my name. There's something in it for you. Let's say you go there and you get a new uh, tri bike or a road bike or a fat tire bike, whatever it may be. And let's just say it costs you uh, $500. The Eric Zane Show podcast discount will get you 5% of that cost, which is $25, for you to use on whatever you want in the store and accessories. CO2s, inner tubes, whatever it may be. Um, maybe some bike shorts, maybe, uh, maybe a new kit, whatever it may be. You can get that with the Eric Zane Show podcast discount. Just say my name 
and you are good to go. It's Village Bike and Fitness. Plus, they got treadmills and all sorts of things that you need to stay healthy for the active person. They are online at villagebikeshop.com. Again, if you need a bike, Village Bike and Fitness, villagebikeshop.com. All right. You may remember this story. This is a story about a high school wrestler who's getting set for the big wrestling meet, and the kids worked his entire year in, the, in this New Jersey high school, and he's looking forward to his match. All of a sudden, this a-hole ref goes, hold on, time out. Everyone's like, what, what? We're just getting ready to start this. You know, this is uh, high, not like pro wrestling. It's, it's high school wrestling, the stuff you see in the Olympics, the real wrestling. And uh, ref goes, hey, hold on a minute. Uh, we got a problem. What is it, ref? Uh, that kid has dreadlocks, and I don't like that. His hair is too long. Cut the dreads. So uh, they're like, wait a minute. Well, how about he wears, there's a special thing that kids who have longer hair in wrestling wear. It's almost like a, like a hair net or a bonnet. Looks ridiculous, but uh, that's what you got to do. We'll just put that on him, ref. Nope, cut his hair right now, or he's disqualified. And there's an image. I feel I felt bad for the kid when I saw it. It makes me feel bad right now. They said, uh, uh, cut the dread dreadlocks or forfeit. This happened in December. And uh, well, the kid ended up getting them cut, and uh, and then he and then he and then he wrestled. Let's see. Um, it was either an impromptu haircut or a forfeit. Uh, Andrew Johnson of Buena chose the haircut. Then he won by sudden victory in overtime to help spark Buena for the win. Now that was ugly and kind of a mess, but they did it. And, uh, and that was the end of it. You didn't hear anything else about it. Well, apparently this a-hole ref started to get some heat from people. Well, because of that, he's suing that's right. A whole ref is suing. Now, I don't know who he's going to sue. It says you're the New Jersey high school referee who forced a team to cut his dreadlocks or forfeit a wrestling match in December has begun the process of filing a lawsuit. Can you believe the nerve of this idiot? Claiming that he suffered emotional distress and defamation of character in the aftermath of the incident, according to the paper, which reported the news yesterday. Alan Maloney. He's also known, the referee is Alan Maloney, who in another Deadspin article is known for calling another referee the N-word. All right. Because obviously he's an idiot. So when this story broke, they said, yeah, this a-hole's got in history. He called me the N-word one day. It, so black kid has to cut the dreadlocks, and he calls the other referee at one point the N-word. And we were talking about race earlier. The cop thing, not racist. This is racist. This is a racist prick right here. This guy should be uh, uh, running for Senate in uh, Australia with that idiot uh, that we talked about earlier in the week. I can't remember his name. Uh, that incident was two years ago. Why is that guy still a ref, by the way, if he refers to the other ref as the N-word? How, how is that a thing? Uh, this idiot, Alan Maloney, sent notice of tort claim filed on his own behalf to 12 possible defendants earlier this month. Who are you going to sue and why? Is it for people who, like, uh, said something about you? 
I mean, I could, I could see a C and D. I've done that. But uh, suing him? Come on. Alleging that he had suffered $100,000 in damages, the inquirer continued. You know, if you do this, the last thing you want to do is draw attention to the fact that you refer to someone as an N-word. So why not just forget about it and just accept the fact that you're an a-hole? Uh, the notice, dated March 6th, received by officials last week, said Maloney has not been scheduled to officiate since December. A referee gets about $84 to officiate a varsity match. So I don't know how he, how he says I, I, it's $100,000 in damages. You, you know, you're probably just an a-hole. That's it. Maloney, who was banned from officiating any meets pending the result of two ongoing investigations into the December incident, claimed he properly performed his duties when he told Johnson, a black varsity wrestler, that his hair covering was not in accordance with regulations and that he would have to cut his dreadlocks or forfeit. Uh, I think he's just covering his bases, said a Philadelphia lawyer who represents Johnson and his family. That's the kid. Uh, to the extent that he plans to file a claim as a victim in this incident is outright absurd. I don't know. Does... Uh, I don't, does this kid have a lawsuit going? Let me check with the staff. No, I, I don't, I don't see anything about it. I just see the story that that happened. What an a-hole. You can't be an a-hole all your life, right? Uh, all right, go to uh, ericzaneshow.com for anything Eric Zane Show related. Dear Meathead was published earlier in the week or earlier in the day. That is there for you. Uh, upgrade to tier two for a free t-shirt as i said in fact on patreon we are going to get started i'm I'm doing this early because we've got another basketball game today with the drive and uh here's the thing that team was in the dumper earlier in the year and uh, they have roared back in the second half of the season more and more people need to go to the drive games damn it we got one tonight and the team that's ahead of them in the playoffs the uh windy city bulls lost yesterday so if the drive win tonight they're in they can still win the division. I'm really excited about that. All right. Uh, Shep Garner and Kalen Lucas joined me earlier in the uh, in the week. Good, good bunch right there. Okay, folks, man, you are awesome. The show is gaining steam and momentum. Uh, freebie listeners are at an all-time high. That continues to grow. And I appreciate you. More coming up on Patreon. Stay tuned, and I will tell you when on Twitter. But uh, should be coming very, very soon. Thank you. Another pause in the action, but we got more. Don't worry. Hello to the, my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. Call when you need a mortgage from anywhere in the U.S. And he can help you out with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and uh, Hawaii. You can get a mortgage for in, uh, for the lowest rate you can possibly get it. I guess that's, uh, that all depends on you. I mean, if you got credit like a dickhead, you're probably not going to be able to get the most tantalizing interest rate, but he very well can get you into a loan. You pay that off for a year and you get a better loan. The key is to keep lowering the interest rate. Call Mario. Mention my name. 231-332-6505. Then, of course, a reminder, it is tax time, ladies and gentlemen.
Reach out to the Ginzer. Troy Ginzer, 616-301-9516. Get your taxes done by a CPA, a trained specialist who knows every single bit of the tax law that's constantly changing. He will get you more back in your pocket very, very quickly. Tag Accounting and and Tax Services, 616-301-9516. Thank you, Tag Accounting. All right. Rolling on more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. <laughs> it's time for the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast, where you're more likely to hear something that would have gotten him fired from radio. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Hey, what's up, everybody? I got to sound like Stu McAllister. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. It's a fantastic Sunday evening. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast. Better fade that down and get a YouTube ticket, man. Let's see. My YouTube suspension took place on Super Bowl Sunday, which was right around right at the beginning of February. So, uh, yeah, beginning of February. So, hell, we're almost... April will be the two months into this uh, face, uh, YouTube suspension. Listen to me. I'd sound like a blathering idiot. Hope everything is going well for you. Uh, the uh, the Sunday Patreon bonus, which is actually like the Monday podcast. And, uh, you know, people are giving me static about that. Why do you do it like that? Why don't you just record Monday? It's like, well, look, I want you to have something uh, Monday morning when you're going to work. If you had grown used to listening to me on like in the morning on the radio. Uh, Why not? That, that makes, it makes perfect sense. It's still five days a week. You see, if I publish this uh, at, at nighttime, the night before, just don't listen to it and save it for the next day. And then it's like, uh, it's like, there we are. But uh, okay, everybody's got, everybody wants to put their hands into what I'm creating. I mean, seriously. And I appreciate it to some degree, but I know what I'm doing. I know what I want to do. I, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I appreciate suggestions when they're polite and nice, but my God, man, occasionally I get people that are being, are just like, it, they, they, they like want to murder me. And I'm like, what? I'm just trying to do this for you. For God's sake, please. Relax, it's going to be okay. I'm figuring shit out here. I know what's up. Uh, Kevin Matt, I'm going to go over to Kevin's house tomorrow. Kevin uh, has a couple of things he wants to uh, he wants to talk about and I know we're going to be able to sit down and get another uh conversation under our belt. Kevin and I killed it. Uh, he killed it. I didn't kill it. The first time we did it and it was a smash. Everybody loved it. Uh, the winner's interview and the Matthews interview were the big ones. Now I'm telling you, it's going to let you down. It's not going to be as good. It's going to be a sophomore let down jinx thing going on. Cause you get the first one. It's shiny as hell. The only way to make those better is if you don't talk about what you've already talked about, you have to, you have to come up with something new to talk about. So we'll do that. Uh, that will be tomorrow. This week also featured will be Ken Kolker. He is uh, my favorite investigative reporter ever. And um, he just did that amazing piece about the Catholic Church. It was a it was a bombshell. Kolker was acknowledged publicly by the state's attorney general for what he did. 
I mean, that is a big, big deal. So Ken's going to uh, get in here this week. Also this week, um, the name of the, what is the guy's name again? Who, uh, let me see if I can do it on the fly here. The dude who is um, drinking beer for Lent. Do you remember this story? He's only drinking beer for Lent. I bet if, I'll check in with the staff here, and uh, they'll be able to tell me. Uh, only drinking beer for Lent. You guys maybe tell me who that is. Uh, he's from Ohio. Yes. Dell? Is it Dell? His first name is Dell. Dell Hall is only drinking beer for Lent. He will join us this week on the podcast. That was suggested by one of the uh, uh, listeners who reached out and said, hey, you should get this guy on. Boom. It's done. Thank you. Hello, TK. Good to uh, see that you're listening. So uh, Dell will be joining us on the show. Plus, Ron comes back. I cannot wait to talk with Ron about the film Us. Um, and, you know, I might as well just say, because in that, in that podcast, when I talk to Ron, I'm going to tell him how I feel about the movie, just how I feel about it. And, um, I just recorded a spoilers only podcast with Jacqueline and Justin. Hey, hey, Justin, did you, uh, did you like the movie? Yeah, what was your favorite part? His voice is so deep. It 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 actually you can if he whispers, you can hear him from five miles away. The 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 bass like thumps in your chest. Holy cow. Um yeah, we went to see uh, us and then Jackie, myself, and Justin did a spoilers only the Eric Zancho podcast, spoilers only movie review. If you've seen the movie, you must listen to our spoilers only movie review. That's all I'll say for now about it. More later when we talk to Ron. All right, this happened in Canada. These assholes, listen to this shit. They're sitting there and they're, uh, dead. I don't know, trying to pass some law. And uh, it's taken like, it's like an all night session. So you got all these Canadian idiots are sitting there uh, trying to get stuff done. And apparently there's a rule that you cannot bring food into the chamber. And uh, somebody spotted the prime minister. Did they call it the prime minister in Canada? I think they do. The, the dude who's charge, Trudeau charge the guy who's in charge trudeau and they spotted him eating something so that this actually happened on the floor and mr peterson it starts with all these these idiots uh uh, d- they're like doing the roll call. Mr. Picard. Mr. Picard. Mr. Ryu. Mr. Rubia. Mr. Rubia. Ms. Rudd. Ms. Rudd. Mr. Rumi. Mr. Rumi. Mr. Rusna. Mr. Rusna. Mr. Sahota. Mr. Saini. I don't know why they included this shit. Mr. Sanga. Mr. Sarai. Mr. Sarai. Mr. Speaker, we all know that the rules of the House do not permit us to eat in this house. Not permit us to eat in this place. And I can't help but observing that. They're like, oh my God, somebody's eating. What? It's at this point that they're assuming that he's about to drop the bombshell. Somebody's eating into the floor of the goddamn chamber. 
observing that during the last vote, uh, a number of people were uh, eating uh, in their seats, uh, including the Minister of Defense, the Minister of Canadian Heritage, and the Prime Minister, who appeared to be hiding a bagel in his desk. <laughs> you asshole! Uh, Mr. Speaker, the Prime Minister is already staying in this place with corruption. He does not. Stopped. Uh, I, I didn't include it. I said uh, the prime minister has already stained the administration with corruption. He doesn't need to stain it with mustard. <laughs> Everybody has a big laugh at it. He ends up having to stand up and apologize. And then when he stands up, I had the clip cut off. I don't know what the hell happened there. But he's like, look, look, it was a chocolate bar. OK, he actually said it. He goes, it was a chocolate bar. So that was it. It was a big deal. I'm surprised he didn't like uh, throw him out of office right away. Okay, this, my God, when I saw this, I was like, I can't believe I'm re- what I'm reading. Um, you have a story here about a cheerleader who uh, was pissed with school. And, uh, you know, as a lot of kids are. And she was bummed out uh, about the cheerleading and, uh, and the other athletics and the things in the school. So what she did on Snapchat was uh, she made a Snapchat, uh, you know, they, those appear and then they disappear. Uh, it was her and another friend, and it said, fuck school, fuck softball, fuck cheer, fuck everything on Snapchat. All right. Well, the school said, all right, you dummy, fuck you. You're suspended from cheerleading for a year because of this. Um, and when I saw that, I went, yeah, that seems about right. If you publicly do something like that, I'm assuming schools have a like a uh, a conduct thing in and out of school. If you act like an asshole in school, you can get in trouble. And out of school, I would assume that if you pulled some shit like this, they would hold your ass to the fire. I know for a fact that there are some young people that are affiliated with the school district that my kids go to who said a uh, not-so-nice thing to the superintendent on Twitter, and they got their ass handed to them, as they should. Now, first of all, if I found out that my kid posted that on Snapchat, I would be so pissed off at her and mortified that there would never be any recourse whatsoever. You would say, well, you live and learn, you dumb little witch. Uh, take that. I don't care how pissed off you are. Now you have to learn a lesson. Does that sound reasonable to you if you're listening? I would think it would to most of you. Well, some pain in the ass asshole mom who is the mother of this stupid little bitch has decided that, uh, well, you know what? We don't have to take that. We're going to sue that because her, uh, uh, freedom of speech is being threatened. And I would agree. Yes, it is. Too fucking bad. A judge ruled. They ended up taking this to court. A judge, I thought it was Supreme Court. I talked about that, but it's not. It's just a regular judge uh, that ruled that a Pennsylvania school district's decision to kick a cheerleader off the squad for posting a fuck cheer on Snapchat violated her First Amendment right to free speech. The American, first of all, what parent is going to go this road? What, what the hell is wrong with these parents? The American Civil Liberties Union of Pennsylvania sued Mahoney Area School District on behalf of the student referred to in court documents as BL. 
That's what we used to call Butthead Lautner. By the way, they're keeping her identity a secret on her name, but there's a picture of this kid right here. I mean, right here, I'm looking at it. So I don't know if they if the parents released that or what, but they actually show the kid. So I don't know why they even bother putting just her initials in there. This happened back in 2017. That's how long this horse shit has been going on. Can you imagine being an asshole for two straight years as you worry about a year and a half about something as stupid as this? Uh, the sophomore was dismissed from the JV squad. She wasn't even varsity. She sucked uh, for posting negative. I'm in- oh, sorry. If, if anybody's watching this who's on the uh, JV team uh, that is associated with my daughter, you don't suck. Uh, Mr. Eric's a moron. Anyway. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge Richard Caputo on Thursday ruled that the social media post was protect- protected speech. I'd like to be that judge. Like, yes, it is pr- protected, but you're all assholes. My my speech is protected too. Thanks for wasting my time, you bunch of dumb dicks. Get out of my courtroom, you little bitch. Uh, BL's attorney, Molly Tack Hooper, said her client was relieved by the judge's ruling. Cheerleading's always been important to her, notwithstanding that she once chose to blow off some steam and express frustration with the Snapchat post that led to the ruling yesterday and all of this litigation. No, 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 no. It wasn't what... It was what you're doing is leading to the litigation. The school acted accordingly. You can't act out like that. F you. Hit the road. So now, with this being... This this now happening, it... um, has laid the groundwork for if anybody at this school or anybody who sees this story knows of it, why can't you in school say, fuck you, when the teacher says, hey, uh, why don't you quiet down? Fuck you. Uh, You're out of the class. Nope, I'm going to sue you. It's my free speech. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Go fuck yourself. This is such bullshit. I cannot believe that this is even a thing. Uh, let's see. As part of her participation in cheer, BL was required, um, uh, which must stand for bitch lips, was required to agree to a set of cheerleading rules that, among other things warned, there will be no toleration of any negative information regarding cheerleading, cheerleaders, or coaches placed on the Internet. It actually said that in the little cheer bylaws. She walked right through that, and they end up supporting her right to do that. Garbage. Um, stupid made the post in May 2017 after she failed to make varsity. Oh, yeah, I failed to make varsity, so I do this. You don't. That's not blowing off steam. That's a stupid kid acting like an idiot and now needs to be punished for it. And um, according to the ACLU affiliate, the post was a uh, the post was part of her and a friend holding up their middle fingers with all the shit I told you. They said. The school's cheerleading coaches, excuse me, my voice is uh, reaching the uh, end of the rope, suspended her from the team for a year after another student's uh, screenshot it. That's how they get you. They screenshot that shit of the Snapchat post arguing that the post was in violation of the team's rules according to court docs. District had argued that schools could punish students for out-of-school speech and that the cheerleading rules prohibited prohibiting athletes from disrespectful behavior and the posting of negative information have an educational purpose and did not violate the First Amendment. Man, what a pain in the ass. 
Attorney for the school district said administrators respected and would abide by the judge's decision, but decried the litigation as a waste of taxpayer dollars. It sure was. God, man, people suck. How'd you like to be her? Now, now, now what do you do go, going forward? You, do you, like, participate with the team? I mean, my God. High school is tough enough as it is. I mean, I've seen how some of these uh, kids behave with one another. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for her going forward, in my opinion. All right, I've got another bit of audio I want to get into here. And this was taken. Was, I think it was Melinda who sent this along. Thank you. She is on my board. Thank you, Melinda in Tennessee. It comes to us from a... Um, it's called Snooker, which I think is like pool, but not exactly like billiards. And um, you have, you know, professionals and uh, they're competing for money. Probably a pretty, pretty fair amount in the big snooker championship. And it was being broadcast on some network. And so you get uh, dudes getting ready to shoot who, strangely enough, his last name is Trump. Has nothing to do with the story, but just his name is Trump, and uh, there's there's a capacity crowd. I would guess there's several hundred people around in like uh, stands, and uh, some dude farts super loud, shits his pants right when the guy is bent down getting ready to hit the ball, and this is how it unfolded uh, in this story. It starts out just the sound of the ambient noise of in the room okay and the dude's getting ready to shoot and then you'll hear it <laughs> bit of noise in the crowd there I don't know what that sounded like. It sounded a bit strange. I don't know what that sounded like. It's, uh, what do you mean you don't know what that sounded like? Well, the last time I heard a noise like that, I think it was playing against Big Bill Werbenick many uh, years ago. Oh, they love that. Yeah, Bill, Bill, Big Bill is known for shitting his pants constantly. Oh, Bill, God damn it. It's, come on, Bill, go take a shit or something, man. We're trying to play. <laughs> I like how the crowd reacts to that crack because they can all hear him in there. Settle down now, please. Thank you. And then the fun ruiner. I would be like, no, keep farting. That's not, that's the way to play this stupid game is by the farting. Um, now, the announcers keep talking, and which is weird because can the pool guys hear that? But they keep talking, and then it happens again. But the, the fart is muffled because you, you don't hear it because the guys are talking, the announcers. But the crowd does, and they go, ah, now, now, now they've had it. They're really fed up with it now. This is a really important part of the match because uh, after, after potting that yellow, I mean, Ronnie's just having a look up to the commentary box and have a little smile. But uh, this now, he's 28 points behind, and in some ways right you deserve to win right a frame after a part again. like that. Oh. Well, I'm not sure what's happened this time, but... Uh, yeah, I know what happened. We what did he say? It stinks? That was Worthington shitting his pants again. Very rarely do you get that in the... Very rarely, very, very rarely has anybody shit their pants just uh, twice in the 35-second span. I do believe he has, uh, in fact, filled his pants full of shit. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is shit running down his knickers. 
Oh my, we have a, an international shit snooker incident. In the uh, auditorium, maybe there's someone maybe not just feeling too well at the moment, but, <laughs> Mikhail, but Mikhail has given them the old evil eye there. Yeah. Uh, he finally goes through that. All right. Congratulations, you got your shot in. Oh my gosh. That's classic. Very funny. All right, I better not keep this up or I'm getting a YouTube ticket. I'll fade it down in a second. Uh, we're talking about uh, Maroon 5. Remember, they appeared in the uh, Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, uh, typical to the Super Bowl, every time anybody appears at the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, that sucked. That sucked. Why? Well, it just sucked. Um, now, where the hell did I put it? Maroon 5 was on stage. We all saw that. And uh, Adam Levine, Levine, I, I don't know how to say it, uh, took off his shirt. By the way, the guy makes me sick. Because uh, he's got to be close to 40 years old, I would guess. And he is just jacked. I mean, women just throw the underwear at this guy. So, I mean, the artists at the Super Bowl do not get the... uh, They don't get paid. They're doing it for notoriety. It's a one-off, and it's fun, and they're uh, the biggest audience in the world get to see your... Uh, what you do so if it's me and i look like him you bet your ass i'm taking my shirt off so he's, he's all tatted up and he's his face is is just perfect everybody loves this guy well um barry pacheski is a writer for uh deadspin and he went out of his way to get a freedom of information act request going with the federal communications commission the uh, entity that oversees decency in any broadcast television radio and whatnot the i thought a very sanitized uh, super bowl halftime show had 94 complaints from around the country about adam levine and maroon five uh 58 of those i I take it back there were 94 complaints regarding the broadcast 58 took issue with maroon 5's halftime show specifically adam levine's bare chest that's right people put complaints into the fcc because he had his shirt off uh there were uh, a dozen or so complaints also about children being frightened by the pregame airing of ads for the upcoming movie, scary stories to tell in the dark, mm-hmm. and another dozen complaints for the trailer for the Jordan Peele film Us. And uh, it says there were a couple of complaints that were obvious trolling, but this guy goes through them. Also, uh, a handful of complaints about Travis Scott's brief appearance in the halftime show, which featured to everyone's ear, uh, one bleeped profanity and zero audible ones. That wasn't enough for some folks. Quote, during the halftime show, one of the performers was swearing during that song and the swears were blanked out. Do I have to sit with my kids during the Super Bowl and explain to them why that happened? Yes. Yes, you do. If you, if you want to. Is it too much to ask that the most watched event in America uses a little self-control and has a performer at halftime who doesn't swear in their songs? Man, I cannot live, be, imagine living a life where you're, my asshole would be so tight that you couldn't get a pin up it. What, how is it that people live like this? 
actually take the time to uh, go and write a trouble uh, ticket from Wyckoff, New Jersey, to bitch because the word was fucking bleeped out, you butt-fucking idiot. Disgusting. F-bombs and other curse words by performers during the 2019 halftime show. The bleeping did not cover half of it. Why would the FCC allow it to have it to have it allow it to have to be bleeped to start with? Again, that one's from Indianapolis. Um, If a performer has to be censored, spelled S-E-N-S-O-R-E-D, during the Super Bowl, they should not be performing to begin with. The rapper was distasteful, distasteful, and disgusting. Uh, what viewers were truly fired up about, however, was Adam Levine's performance over the course of which he gradually disrobed until shirtless. Uh, then the writer writes, thanks to Poe's Law and its corollaries. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, it is tough to discern the genuinely aggrieved viewers from those just having a laugh. Uh, let's, let's go over them. Adam Levine without a shirt on for part of the Super Bowl halftime show was obscene. This person writes, no one could possibly believe that had an artistic value. His overly sexual lyrics combined with being half naked was not just tasteless. It was dis- it was obscene, offensive, and indecent. A flagrant exhibition of his body and sexuality. And that has nothing to do with sports. Does it have to do with sports? What? Is it a thing where he has to wear like a a football jersey while he's doing his fucking dance? Fuck off. That's from Hawaii. This one's from Louisville, Kentucky. I was horrified to see Adam Levine take off his shirt and expose his nipples. It is absolutely not the place for nipples on national TV while children are watching. It is morally reprehensible, and I am appalled. Boy, I would not have thought about this in a million years. I had no idea that people would have gotten agitated because a guy took his shirt off. Uh, let's see, more of the same. I, I, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I saw two naked nipples on Adam Levine's chest after he removed his shirt. I was offended. Naked nipples should not be shown during primetime broadcasts. I have a feeling that that one's fake. Uh, eyewitness exposure of nipples. Uh, it was offensive to see nipples. Naked body. Uh, why are rappers using foul foul language? Where are you police uh, policing this? No, where are you policying this? Huh? Oh my god, I'm kind of thumbing through them now. Do we need to see partial nudity during a Super Bowl halftime show? Says someone in Cambridge, Massachusetts. You stupid asshole. He was wearing more than what anybody wears on the beach. If you take your kids to the beach, do you make them wear a blindfold, you stupid son of a bitch? I was appalled by CBS allowing the airing of nipples during its broadcast. All right, this guy, they gotta be kidding, right? Double standard. Maroon 5. Adam Levine took off his shirt, showed both nipples. Who will think of the children? That one isn't truly trolling. I don't know. If any of those are real, I would be sickened. Holy crap. Come on, people. My goodness. All right, we've logged the minutes. We're wrapping up. Let me know the name of the album that is behind me over my shoulder. 
send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com. Band and album. You win nothing. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my gosh, here we go. One more pause. I do all these at one time, and it just, it's fucking fatiguing. Holy shit. Thank you, Sarah Honda Granville. They just signed up for another quarter. I appreciate you so much, folks. I encourage you to go check out the fine selection of brand new vehicles at Sarah Honda Granville. Test drive one today. Now, the process is a little bit different in the old days. You know, the old days you go there and you test drive the car and then you drive home with it. Now, it's a little different now, man. You got to wait a couple of weeks. Anyway, that's pretty much industry wide. No, it is industry wide. Test drive the new one, figure out what you want on the uh, on the car and then off you go. Or check out the vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. The largest in the entire state at Sarah Honda Granville and online at sarahhondagranville.com on Kenwa Avenue, just north of 44th Street. All right. And a hello to the Kent County Health Department. I appreciate them so much. If you need information about immunizations for the little ones, for little or no cost, contact KCHD. AccessKent.com is where you find them online. Oh, I just burped. Damn it. Folks, I got one more segment here and not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. It's time for the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast, where you're more likely to hear something that would have gotten him fired from radio. Here's your host, Eric Zane. By the way, I was perfectly in tune there. I was right on that. What is up, Patreon supporters? My God. Part of the back, uh, the backbone of this amazing thing that we started from scratch on January 4th upon being fired. Thank you so much for being here. It was a good day. I dropped two patrons and picked up one. That's actually really good for me. It has leveled off like you wouldn't believe, but I'm not too worried about it. Well, no, I am. There's no question. But, uh, it, it, hey, you know what? It ebbs and flows. You just got to keep plugging along. You can't control it. That's uh, one of the things I learned. What you, you take care of what you can control, and that is the end of it. You just keep doing what you're doing, stupid. Talking to me. Uh, but welcome in. I appreciate you all for being here. It was, uh, it was a crazy day when it comes to the um, uh, interview with Kevin Matthews. Kevin is so damn pissed at radio. Holy cow. I'm not. I, I'm not at all, honestly. But Kevin hates it. He is so mad. He's, uh, he's, he dropped the hammer several times about radio on, the, um, on my interview with him today. Very discouraged with it. I mean, I get it. I understand. Uh, I'm not. I'm not quite there. I still think there's a place for me on the radio, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, don't worry. I got I got nothing cooking. I'd, I'd let you know. We're almost three months into the non-compete, though, which is just. I mean, the time has flown by. This podcast has turned out to be a godsend for if it were for the reason alone that um, it has kept my mind busy as hell 
all of the effort going into this, all of the preparations and stuff and uh, uh, doing stuff with you guys has just been uh, awesome uh, on that level. Uh, to be able to make a living and keep us floating above water for the time has has been all a bonus too, and and I really really appreciate you all. Um, never never in a, in my wildest dreams that I think we'd be able able to have this success that we've had. And I say we because it's 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 you guys and me and uh, and my in the family and my family. Um, man, look at the room. Look at how far we have come. I, you know, it, today is a really good day for looking around and going, damn it, this is great. Uh, I talked to Kevin. I talked to Darren frickin' McCarty, who told me about how big Dominic Hasek's dick was. I'm stealing thunder from the interview if you haven't heard it yet. He talks about Dominic Hasek's huge dick. What? <laughs> On the, the night before... He has his uh, 22nd anniversary of when he broke Claude Lemieux's face. He's on my podcast telling me about Dom Hoshik's dick. How? <laughs> and uh, that, th- that interview started off hilarious because if you heard me on the freebie um, l- late last week, he couldn't even get in two words but without all this hell breaking loose. I don't know where he was. I think he was somewhere up in birch run or something like that in michigan i can't talk now so we finally caught up today and the second i start the interview mrs mccarty comes in the kids go crazy the dog goes ape shit my god was that fun i go darren go say hi to your wife this is not a big deal we'll we'll do it later all right let's start with this how'd you like to go on a plane trip and uh plane trip a, a vacation hey what are you doing i'm going on a plane trip stupid uh, folks on a British Airways flight thought they were leaving London to go to Dusseldorf, Germany. I have no idea how this could have taken place, but the dipshit pilots somehow wound up in Edinburgh, Scotland, which is the capital. They're, they're landing the plane and they go, this isn't Dusseldorf. How does this even happen? How can you be an expert pilot and, uh, and, and, and somehow manage to screw that up? The airline said Monday the problem started when an incorrect flight plan was filed excuse me, by WDL Aviation, which operated the flight on behalf of British Airways. Officials say the pilot followed the flight plan for Edinburgh and that air traffic control officials also were following the same flight plan and saw nothing amiss. My God. So they end up landing in another country. They refueled and took off again. How do you explain that? I wonder if the people on board got like, you know, $20 voucher to fly anywhere in the U.S. or in the world. Stupid. Uh, I'm, I'm still not over the um, how awful that movie Us was. And I saw a post on BuzzFeed, uh, 20 things that you... Uh, uh, may not have noticed about the film that uh, Jordan Peele put in there because he likes Easter eggs. Now, everything they listed, I saw. And I wasn't even looking for the stupid Easter eggs. And by the way, screw the Easter eggs and give me a good movie like Get Out. Get Out was an excellent movie. Us sucked big, wet, donkey balls. Come on, that movie sucks so bad. And you know what? 
I'm going to fight anybody on this because everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid about this stupid movie because it's because everybody's saying it's great. So all the other morons believe it's great. Don't fall for that shit. This movie sucks so bad. It's the worst. There's only one good uh, actress in it, Lupita Nyong'o. And whatever, she's a good actress, but I mean, she's not like uh, going to set any, uh, I want to say world records for acting, but that that doesn't make any sense either. Uh, That movie is about as bad as my rant. Uh, it's it's just the worst, and I, I'm sick of everybody saying it's it's great. Uh, and I, I mean, I know I'm going to get into a fight over this with Ron, but uh, so be it. Um, all right, where am I? You, you can sense I'm getting in the weeds, weeds, can't you? I'm like looking around, trying to find my audio. I have no idea where it is. There it is. This guy. Now, what would you do? You order a television, and Amazon delivers two big TVs. Would you keep the one? What if they've tried to get a hold of you, and they're like, "Look, you got to get, you got to send the TV back." Do you just ignore that, and if until someone bangs on your door? Well, what if it's the cops banging on your door? Dude in Massachusetts recently bought a seventy-four inch flat-screen TV. He got it in the mail along with an 84-inch that he did not pay for. He kept both, and he got arrested. Jesus. He says Amazon told him it was fine, and he never heard from the company that fulfilled the order, but they say, bullshit, we called you five times. Let's hear this, dude. They surrounded the house um, and knocked on the door with flashlights coming through all the windows pretty much. They told me come outside. They handcuffed me. Did you ever think that, hey, they made a mistake, I should return this? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened. I said, you know, it's a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Amazon said I had nothing to worry about. I made no wrong decisions at that point. The dropship company tells me they tried to contact you five times and that you were never cooperative with them. I have my phone ringing all day long. I run a business. I get calls from Google, website people. I have no reason to answer all these calls. If if it's not important, I just hang up. That's that's where I'm convinced he's a liar. When he when he makes up, oh yeah, if I if I don't know who it is, I just hang up. Who does that? Come on. Well, he ends up getting popped. Got to give it back. I don't know if he's going to have to, I don't know what type of trouble more he's going to get into once he gives the, uh, once he gives the damn TV back. All right. I'm going to play this whole story because it seems like a, like kind of like a good news story. A bullied teenager gets sweet surprise at new school. Cassie Robinson was the target of bullying a few years ago and it tore him apart. He became reclusive and would sleep all the time. Everything changed when Azzy switched to a new school. Laverne High- You know the problem is? You named him Azzy. School in Tennessee. His new classmates were aware that he'd been bullied. Yes, I'm aware I'm contributing to the bullying. I'm, that, I'm sorry. Bullied, so they wanted to do something nice for him. So two buddies walked in carrying gifts. No. Azzy the had- kid's like, oh no, you're gonna teabag me. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait, this is good no idea what was going on. We got you some stuff because of like how generous you are everything you do. And the moment he saw new Nike sneakers that his classmates oh, had no. chipped in to buy, the tears started oh, flowing. Oh no, great. This now they're going to bully him again. Way to go, asshole. As the oddest stuff you've done for everyone in this class, you deserve way more than this. As he whispers his gratitude. Oh, Thank you. Oh, but there's more. Another terrible. classmate gave him new clothes and then came a warm pat on the back. Those tears were uh, pure joy. Almost proud to be me. As he. For once. 
because they wanted to do something for me like that. I heard him say, for once, it feels good to be Azzy. Yeah, all right, Azzy. I said, what a joy. We love Azzy. I love Azzy, too. <laughs> hey, honey. I want some Azzy. Oh, the cat's in here. Hey, Milo, come here. Come here, buddy. Everybody wants to see you. Milo. All right, well, good for Azzy. It's Azzy? You're saying, you're saying his name is Azzy. Let's thumb through this. See what else we got here. Come here. Come here. Everyone wants to see you. Hold on. I'm going to get the cat. You see? Oh, you saw him. <laughs> I didn't even know you could see him. Come back. Come back, man. Yeah, I'm going to leave that open. Uh, how about the utility driver who rescued the cat? Did you hear about this? Dude's working for Verizon. And uh, he notices that there's a cat that's stuck like on a pole or on a tree or something like that for extended time. And everybody's freaking out because the, uh, the cat is up there. So people are like, Oh man, the, the cat's going to die. We got it. We got to get after it. This guy's got his, uh, his bucket truck, if you will. And he's able to get up there and, uh, and take care of it. Told you about this week. Today, Verizon announced one of its workers credited with rescuing a cat atop a Port Richmond utility pole has been suspended. Oh. Maurice German saved Mama, the cat, last Saturday. She'd been stuck on the pole for 12 hours, but today, German was given the bad news that his actions put himself, the cat, and bystanders at risk. A spokesman for Verizon tells CBS3 Come the on. company takes no joy in the three week suspension. Three in weeks. the aftermath, Verizon's making a donation to the SPCA in Fishtown. Oh, what a bunch of bullshit. The guy, he goes and gets the cat in the bucket thing, the, the crane deal. It's no big deal. And they, they suspend him for three weeks. What a crock of shit. I cannot believe that they put that guy through that. Uh, I'll try it here. Uh, what else have we got? Two guys set record by riding entire Boston transit system as fast as possible. Nobody gives a crap. Uh, we talked about assy. Ooh, yep. How about this one? So it's complete exoneration. <laughs> no collusion. No obstruction. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> this Trump. All right. So th this thing, uh, who... I did not think it was going to go like this. There seemed to be so much smoke that there was going to be some fire. The uh, Mueller report finishes the investigation, found no collusion between Russia and the campaign. Remember, this started before he was even elected to be president. The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interf interference activities. The report did not uh, take a clear position on whether there was obstruction of justice. The president said that. Boom, boom, boom. Done. <laughs> there was a lot of the talking heads on, I think it was Rachel Maddow, and there was someone else. I think it was Jim Acosta. These people were moved to tears virtually. I mean, they were so upset with this. They thought that they had their guy dead to rights. I was talking with Jim, my son, who was, uh, he's the first person I heard of this from. Jim is very, very in tune with politics. And um, when the investigation was just getting started, Jim was, uh, he's very active on um, a lot of political discussion on Twitter. 
And there was somebody who he follows who has like a thousand followers or something like that. It's not even that big of a of a known name. And the guy tweeted out, if it is, I'm so sure that Trump will be impeached and prosecuted that I will donate $10,000 or something like that. If, uh, if, if it is proven that he has hadn't, that there is no collusion. So Jim screenshotted that like 16 months ago in the event that this day would happen. And sure enough, Jim sent it to the guy and said, you owe you owe money. And everybody, and it turns out Jim wasn't the only person who did that. But um, now all I can think of, because I, I don't really get into this, this stuff at all, is now um, does this not open the door for uh, people who, like, uh, who hate Trump to say that the whole system is rigged and that um, the investigation was just a, uh, a dog and pony show? What's going on there? I also cannot get over the fact that um, the president's, uh, I don't even know what her position is in his cabinet. Kellyanne Conway, who you always see on TV. What is she, the spokes? Is she the spokesman for the spokesperson for the president? Is the right-hand person to the president. And her husband hates the president. And he calls the president an a-hole. And he calls Conway's husband a loser. What is going on? That is absolutely outrageous that this is a thing where she has to choose between the president of the United States and her husband. Holy shit. I mean, what is that? How does she, if, if, okay, if someone's doing that to me, I can't see my wife. I mean, it's such a conflict of interest. There's no way in hell my wife would be able to answer to her boss and and she would quit. How is this even a thing? Can anybody explain to me how the dynamic there works? My God, these are weird times we are in. They really, really are. I'm not going to go any further down the rabbit hole of that. It's just very, very strange to me that this is all a thing. Hey, you guys are great because you know why? Again, you support the show and you keep it going. I want you to have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I've got an interview tomorrow that I cannot wait to play for you. It is with Del Hall, the guy who is uh, drinking only beer for Lent. Folks, have a great one. I'll talk to you down the road. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. I am out of time, talent, anything else. I hope you've you've enjoyed this as best as you could. I appreciate you listening to not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Fresh show Tuesday, the 21st of February. Thank you so much, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.